Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition, edition 144, I think, of the Cantina Mekis podcast, a special World Cup edition. Uh, glad to have you with us, a regular Thursday night show. I have a special guest with us this evening, so we're very happy to have that uh, for you guys this evening. We're live on YouTube, and of course, you can listen to this and all previous editions of our podcast downloaded from iTunes or the uh, Podcast Center on Google Play. My name is John Jagu. Like I said, happy to have you with us. Uh, the round of 16 is up upon us in uh, Russia 18. The group stage sadly is over. A very bittersweet day for me, at least. Uh, and it, it's been fun getting that, you know, two weeks of outstanding nonstop soccer for six hours a day. And now the, the games are less. The games are tighter. The games are not necessarily going to be as uh, a little more nervy, less exciting, less, less offensive. A lot of penalty kicks, unfortunately, and that's what we have to look forward to for these next two weeks. But it is the World Cup, and we will uh, jump into that. Uh, joining us this evening from California, we have Daniel Preciado. Daniel, how are you, sir? Doing good, John. How's everyone doing? We are doing great. Uh, glad to have you on. Uh, Dan, you didn't get a chance to, to join us. Uh, to, uh, actually, they're at the very end of our of our, of our show yesterday, but uh, you're uh, very quickly, you're your prevailing thoughts now that you've had 24 hours to stew? Um, I didn't do much stewing. Um, at the end, um, I was relieved, obviously, that Creo did the unexpected. But um, And I was able to, sh- I guess, those 5, 10, or 15 minutes or so that, with that I spent just worrying about how brutal and unfair it would have been to, to be eliminated with six points. But luckily, it's not something we have to worry about too much because they're... They, they're they're on to the through the next round. It was uh, you know we we said you know before the World Cup if 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 I told you Dan Dan six points and a ticket to the sex round to the next round you would have said sign me up. Yeah yeah so so Mexico fans need to keep in mind. Glad to have you with us, Dan. Also joining us uh, from Austin, Texas, the host of the Throw In, the weekly radio show here, heard locally on one hundred four nine FM, the Horn, Kit McConico who. I'm assuming, Kit, you're, are you, are you, are, has, has the blood pressure dropped at least a little bit after, after Argentina dramatically won their match against Nigeria to put them through to the second round? They were celebrating Kit like they had won the World Cup. They were indeed. It was, it's, it's been, it's been a tough, been a tough start to this World Cup for Argentina. Thankfully, they're through. I don't know if they will progress much further. We'll talk about that France game coming up Saturday morning, but, for Argentina, I'm I'm happy that they're through, and I'm I'm not I'm not expecting a whole lot from them. But as far as my blood pressure, it has dropped. I think I lost a few years, and I certainly lost some hair, which I can ill afford to do. Now, when we uh, when we last saw, at least when I last saw you, kid, I didn't get to see you get a chance to go over to the uh, to Little Woodrow's on Burnett Road to uh, for the watch. Why is it that you guys have Argentina watch parties, but you don't have Mexico watch parties? What's up What's up with that, kid? We would be thrilled to have Mexico watch parties, but as far as as far as I can tell, the Mexico watch parties are at other venues. They are firmly entrenched, firmly established. We actually did a live show the Sunday morning before their game against Germany when Mexico beat Germany. So maybe it's good luck. I don't know. I mean, 
who knows? Take, so you're doing make, a, you're make of do it a, what you will. You're gonna do a live show then on on uh, Tuesday morning. Is that is, is that are you are you breaking news here, Kit? Is is this throwing to do a live show through Tuesday morning? We will not do a live show, but we will be we 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 will be there, and we will be taking audio to play on the following Sunday's show, and hopefully, it will be only good news for Mexico fans. We can only hope. We can only hope. So Mex uh, so Argentina plays plays France and. Uh, is it, is it the very first round of 16 games? So right off the bat, we're getting the biggest one. Is, is it the first game on Saturday, Argentina-France? It is. Saturday wow. morning, 6 a.m. Or I'm sorry, 9 a.m. Central. 6 a.m. would be ridiculous. 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, Argentina-France. And as you correctly said, it, it may be the biggest match. Two heavyweights of global football, France and Argentina. Um, I'm not quite sure what to make of this match. Argentina goes in limping. France looking a bit better, but certainly not the team that a lot of people thought would contend for a World Cup. That being said, the slate is wiped clean at this point. All to play for, and I think it basically depends on which side shows up for each country. Borrón y nueva cuenta para todos at this uh, <laughs> at the round of 16. Well, good to have you with this kid. Also joining us over in Kyle, Texas. Uh, Albert Del Chiquis Campa joins us, I think. I haven't heard him. Uh, I, know, I know he's up. I'm not sure if he oh, there he is. Chiquis, how are you doing, sir? Hey, doing good. I'm actually here in uh, Mesa, Arizona. That is not Kyle, yeah. Texas. Yeah, doing well. Not as optimistic as Dan over there. But uh, but are you ever, though? I mean, let, let's be honest. Uh, that's, but I'm a little more level-headed, I would say. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't say. Kid, I'm actually going to disagree with you on on the whole Argentina thing, and I'm tell you why. Because I've seen World Cups where teams like in Argentina, you know, barely sneak in, and then they get on a crazy hot run, and they end up going to the finals and doesn't even 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 winning the tournament. And and, and for me, Argentina just making it into the knockouts, I think, relieved them of, of of a huge amount of pressure. And now I think they can start playing the tournament the way the way that they want to play it. I certainly see your point. To me, the World Cup is so much, and I've made this analogy previously, it's like March Madness. It's who gets hot at the right time. And I don't know that Argentina is necessarily hot right now. They're certainly through the group stage, which is where they needed to be, where everyone expected them to be. I think the pressure is still on them. I think the pressure is on Messi. It's on this team. Will they show up? Will they play the way that we all know they can? Or will that just incredible pressure that we saw in those first two in those first two group stages matches continue to be there? And will they play that very tight style that didn't lead to results? Perhaps, but I mean, to me, the, the these knockouts are, are the the rounds where in. 85% of the cases, if a team wins in 90 minutes, it's going to be either a set piece or individual talent. And Argentina has individual talent in spades, and they happen to have the guy who has the best, you know, who's, who's best at it. And, and, I, and I just think that, that, that they, they, you're right. As you pointed out, they can catch lightning in the bottle, for sure. There's uh, no reason why. And, and if they do, then who, who wants to play them like that? I agree with you 100%. And there, there is pressure taken off them getting through the group stage. That would have been a monumental collapse had they not been able to get through, as was the case with Germany, the defending champion. 
So th- there is pressure taken off them. Will they be able to play that way? I think the Quilombo, as the Argentines would say, that was the group stage for them is passed to some degree. Let's be honest. Sampaoli has no control of this team. He has no power whatsoever. You know, I'm, the, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for them to start calling you on on the cell phone, Kit, during the match and go, Kit, casemos, Kit, casemos. They don't need me. It's it's very obvious that the players are the ones making the decisions at this juncture, and I think they will th- for the remainder of the cup. They're the ones who are Whatever putting this, who are putting the starting eleven out there. They're the ones who are making the changes. Sampaoli is a figurehead, nothing more. And as it should be, he, he was dreadful with the players he elected to start in those first two group stage matches. He was terrible in the substitutions as well. If this is going to be Messi's World Cup, if this is his legacy, let him run the show completely. I mean, I saw a replay where he was asking Messi, should we put Kuhn in now? I mean, you could read it. I can't forget what it's, what, what else it said, but, but he was asking Kuhn, you know, should we do Kuhn? And Messi was like, yeah, let's, 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 let's put in Kuhn Aguero. And it was well, uh, it was very telling. Well, it's no surprise. I mean, Messi is the one who everyone defers to. It, 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 it's interesting because Messi is not the most vocal. It's actually Mascherano who is – he is the de facto captain. He is the older statesman. Messi defers to him to some degree because of his history with the national team. And so if there's, if there's a pregame speech, if there's something to be said, it's going to be Masche saying it, not Messi – but certainly Messi's the one who's going to go to Mascherano and say, this is who we need to start. If this doesn't work out, come the 65th minute, we need to think about putting him in. If that doesn't work, we need to think about putting him in come the 70th or 75th minute. Mascherano may be the one relaying the messages. It's a very interesting dynamic. I don't know how it will play out, but as you said, if they can catch lightning in a bottle, they certainly they're capable of beating anyone. Not sure how this match will work out. France has talent they haven't been outstanding if 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 argentina can go out and i i hope you're correct i i hope they're playing without the pressure that we saw them under earlier if they can go out and play freely i have no doubt that they'll win no one has expected them to win i mean who who in their right minds right now would 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 would, would, would bet on them which to me says who on earth would bet against them if if if, if, if that's the you know the, the the how low the expectations have gone for them. I mean, I would just, yeah. I mean, I, I I see the way that Argentina went into this, and I see and I see how Italy did it in '94, and how they did it previously uh, in in '82, where they just in '82 they had to survive Cameroon, the last game of the group stage. They they barely they eked out a zero zero draw because Cameroon just could not stop missing. Or maybe it was one one. I forget what it was, but but they ended up and. Were it not for for Peru getting shellacked by by Poland five one, I don't think they would have made it through. And then you know they they just as you said they caught the lightning in the bottle. They beat Argentina, they beat Brazil, they beat Poland, they beat West Germany. He and and Rossi out of the eight eight goals they scored, he scored six of them. You can't get any more lightning than that. That is that is high quality lightning in the bottle. And and I think Argentina has has a run in him so. When when they were acting like they were selling that that they celebrating winning the World Cup by by them making the group stage, I think that that's exactly what's happened here. I think that Argentina is gonna, I think they're gonna do it. I hope you're right, and I, I don't know that they were necessarily celebrating that they won the World Cup. I, I think more than anything, from the players and from the fans from the country, it was it was a massive sense of relief for for a country with the history of soccer that Argentina has that. 
you have to win a tournament. Remember, the last three international tournaments they've been in, the two Copa Americas and the World Cup, they've made the final, lost in the final. Making the final is not enough for Argentina. Right. For a lot of countries. And, and what were the scores? If you remind the folks what the scores were in the in, in the knockouts before they, they were got, all they were all one goal games. Right. Every single one of them. Yeah. And for most countries, you could afterwards and have a bit of space. You look back on it and say, well, we, we, they played well and they did a good job and they made the final. In Argentina, that that doesn't happen. That doesn't cut it. No one is giving you a pat on the back for making and losing a final. You have to win it. Nothing else will suffice. So that uh, brings me to another point that I wanted to ask all y'all. This uh, this question was uh, the group stage in maybe starting with South Africa, but definitely more more in Brazil. It was very obvious that that, that the group stage was becoming a, a much more competitive than I think. Uh, some of these bigger countries were 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 used to them being, and I've always thought that that the Germanys and the Brazils and the Argentinas and the Italys and you know lately France and Spain, occasionally England, use the group stage as a way to kind of you know tune it up before they start playing the real tournament, which is the knockouts. And that is no longer the case. They now they they have to expend as much energy as a team like Mexico or a team like Colombia. Uh, you know, uh, teams like Denmark, Croatia, to have to, you know, they have to have to win. Uh, that they exert more energy to get the points they need, and we're starting to see that the, that the, that the, that the higher seeds are are having to do that as well. Two two of the seeded teams were eliminated: Poland and Germany in this uh, in the in this group stage. And uh, you know, we saw some seeded teams were eliminated in the last one and, and the previous one as well. So this is uh, I, I, the the uh, the the fact that the uh, the players uh, aren't going to be as rested as they would normally were because a lot of times for the Argentinas and the Brazils of the world their third game they were already qualified so they could suit up you know uh, basically kind of what Belgium and England did today a reserve squad so that's going to be a very interesting uh, component to see how uh, how the the, the the bigger teams moving forward in the World Cups where it does become more competitive have to deal with that. And, and I think that that's why there, there might be still some, uh, some chances for a few surprises in the, uh, in, in the knockouts because teams aren't going to be as rested as they might normally be in a world cup. Anybody, anybody have any thoughts to that, Dan? Yeah. I mean, obviously all those factors go against Mexico. So I'm, I'm hoping, uh, Fresh legs aren't that important. Um, it's kind of a shame, you know. Hindsight, had they known that they were going to lose, they they could have just. Uh... Yeah, but Brazil. Uh, I mean, they had to field their full squad on that third team too. I mean, you know, that Serbia game wasn't. Well, as far as Argentina one. goes, um, I mean, I could understand if you're if you're a fan um, of the team and you're connected to the team that that you're naturally going to be a little bit more pessimistic because I think that's all just fans are. We we're we're so invested and worried that. We're, we tend to just focus and dwell on, on, on the, on the, on the horrible scenarios that could, that could play out. So, but yeah, when you start thinking about how, how these games are played at this point, it's usually won by, like you said, individual talent and um, Argentina's automatically going to be someone that no one wants to want, no one wants to face. Um, I think as neutrals, we're lucky that we get to see France and Argentina uh, like this kind of matchup so soon. Um, 
I'm going to go with France only because that was my original pick to win the whole thing. But um, no, it wouldn't shock me at well, all. I mean, I'm uh, sure to, you to had like, like 40, 50 grand riding on that. So, you know. <laughs> We, well, we no, I put all the, I, I put all the money on the Mexico uh, beating uh, Spain. So my, my bracket keeps changing. Uh, kid, uh, how much of the fact that Argentina had to really sweat during the group stage is is, is that going to affect them at all, or do you think that, they, that, that, that like this has has united them as a team and they're and they're united more than ever? I don't think it's affected them physically. I think it, as you said, I think it's united them. I think it's had a positive effect. These are professional athletes. They've gone through a rigorous season. They've had a bit of a break. I don't see fatigue being an issue at this juncture of the tournament. They are playing together for the first time. They certainly weren't earlier on. It's still Messi's team. They have to figure out a way to get more involved to where they're not as deferential to him, to where he's not the only player out there. But getting this victory, seeing the way they all celebrated when they got the win, when they were able to advance – really proves to me that they are united. They are playing together. They're playing for one another. It's, it, it, it's been an amazing World Cup. This is a group stage. I cannot remember a group stage that's been this exciting. And as you correctly said, the group stage previously was kind of a tune-up. It was the big guns getting ready for the round of 16, getting ready for the quarterfinals, the semis. That's not the case anymore. You have countries like the Netherlands, like Italy, Ghana, who didn't even make the World Cup, Germany getting knocked out in the group stage, Argentina getting through by the skin of their teeth. You cannot afford to to, to look ahead for any match, and it made for incredible matches in the group stage. I think uh, what this group stage in this World Cup has done, at least for as a Mexico fan, is help me appreciate more what Mexico has been able to do as far as qualifying consistently out of the group stage. Um, Watching Neymar cry after their winning game two of their group match, um, seeing just how dejected uh, Messi was after after their their horrible loss, and then the the relief that 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 they had uh, after the game three. This is not easy getting qualifying out of the group stage. I mean, no matter how you initially look at these groups, they're all. I think at this point, even the worst teams, at the very least, know how to defend. And it makes for, for really tight games. I, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed now a lot more so than, than I ever was before. I'm going to feel a lot. I, I like Mexico's chances. Now, as far as um, um, some of these other teams like Argentina, I, I kind of agree with Kit, though. I mean, uh, the the... They they seem to be a lot better, um, a lot closer to clicking in that last game. But I think it's maybe just the urgency of the moment. Maybe uh, you know the, the 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 top players make things happen. And uh, I don't know about you, but I I kind of wasn't surprised for them to pull it out at the end like they did. Yeah, I wasn't surprised either at. Uh... The uh, I was having just flashbacks of Maxi the whole time, just uh, thinking like, they're gonna win, they're gonna win. Well, the thing that I've always found interesting about Argentina, I think more so than Brazil, uh, and, and more so than just about any other country, is that uh, when it comes to national sides, is that they are and always have been the most patient team uh, on the planet. That they they will happily, you know, you know, and not like tiki takas, but just but just possess the ball. You know, w- w- with the defenders and the midfielders, and, and do that for ten minutes if they need to. 
before b- b- before they, they they find that little crease. And that's why I think they have a really good chance because you know because you have to have that because it's you know teams are going to be very very defensive and and um, you know as long as they're sound defensively as well it just it just you know the, the, they know that they're going to probably have about three or four really good chances and I just like their chances because I think that they have the best offensive talent on the planet and if they and if they can get it going then I know the defense is going to be there I'm just I'm just I I, I just think that Argentina is. Uh, uh, that's actually where I have my most question marks as far as Argentina goes is is defensively uh, and even in the midfield Mascherano, I mean I know his name carries a lot of weight but I, I, I don't know I, I kind of see him as a bit of a liability Kit uh, uh, I do too why is Mascherano playing as a more of a conductor instead of just that that, that in front of the defense uh, just bodyguard vigilante type that he's so good at out of necessity, and he should be that bodyguard vigilante in front of the defense. He's old. He's a shadow of his former self. He can't be the conductor, but that was going to be Lancini. Lancini tore his ACL. He's obviously not on the side, and they haven't been able to find a replacement. I think Banega's done a good job. He, I mean, if you look at the passes, the passes completed in that final match of the group stage against Nigeria, it was Banega. Banega was the one pulling the strings. They're and he, and he made his first start, did he not, in that Nigeria game? That was his first start. He will start again. I, I think Giovanni Lo Celso, the youngster from PSG, will also start. I think he starts in front of, in front of Inso Perez. I, I think Inso did nothing. He didn't add anything for Argentina. What about uh, Guido Pizarro, who played at Sevilla and also played down at Tigres? Would, would he be an option at this point, uh, or is, is he just not? For, for for whatever reason, he doesn't appear to be one. I think he would do a good job. I would like to see Lo Celso. He's a, he's a young player. He's hungry. I think he would pair well with Banega in the midfield. From from what I've heard and what I've read, that they will start together. I know I I know Ever will start without a shadow of a doubt. Who they pair with him will be will be interesting. But from what I've heard so far, I think it's going to be a Gio Lo Celso for Argentina. Having watched all these games with Argentine fans and Argentine expats, the one thing that they have all said to me is it would not be Argentina unless they made their fans suffer. And there's some truth to that. And having watched this team for a few years now and having been a fan of them, they are patient. But with that, it, it, it's hard on the fans. It, it's it's difficult. They they don't do anything the easy way. Is it hard on the fans because the, the fans know and understand, man, we should be just you know, the, we, we should be like a, you know, just a giant killer, you know, a team that can just take on anybody, period. And when they do struggle the way that they do, is is that where the frustration sets in? And, and then a second question, if you, if you wouldn't mind, if a Boca Juniors player scores for Argentina, do you, do you only give them 85% of the Buffalo <laughs> celebration? I'm just, I'm just curious. Um, well, to, to answer, to answer your first question, it, it's, I mean, Argentina, well, We'll get to the first things first. Um, when the national team plays, everyone roots for everybody roots for everyone. At least it should be that way. I, I think Pavon has been outstanding. The Boca player, I'd like to see him play more. I know Argentine fans who will not root for the national team because they think it is basically Boca Juniors light. They're fans of River and other clubs, San Lorenzo, Independiente, Racing, who literally will not root for the national team. I think that's pretty ridiculous. 
I don't care. I mean, when it comes to when it comes to the national team, I, I will root for Argentina. I don't care if it's a Bostero scoring; he's still a Bostero. When when it comes to club football, it's a totally different deal. You know, it's interesting you say that because we had a, a Tom Marshall on uh, when we were doing our group previews talking about England, and he said the same thing. He, had, he actually said that he wasn't a, a necessarily an English national team fan, and he said that there was a lot of that because of the same of the same reason because. Fans didn't want to root for players from clubs that they didn't want to root for. So, uh, yeah, they weren't uh, not as many as many England fans as, as as one would expect. So it kind of sounds like the same thing. Oh, it is, and, and there's there's a huge divisiveness among fans in Argentina, and they'll they'll always find something to complain about. River will brag that they have the most players, current and former, on the national team. Um. That's always yeah. going to be the case. But, by, by, by how many? By how many? I'm just curious. Uh, there are four current or former River players on the national team. Actually, five. Right. Um, and how many? How many? I'm just. I know you know. So, so how many Boca players? Two. <laughs> two. Yes. Yes. I, 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 I absolutely know. But if Pavon, if it's Pavon the Boca player who goes on a hot streak, I have no issue with that. If he's the one who scores the goals, if he's the one who gets them by France, that's fantastic. I will celebrate his goal like I would celebrate a goal from, from anyone, from a River player, because at this point... What happens What happens if he misses it? Oh, uh, the first thing out of my <laughs> mouth will be Bostero. Absolutely. But, okay. that, but, 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 but that being <laughs> said, having to watch these games with Argentine fans, when Iguain missed his sitter, we all knew he would. The first thing out of their fan was Gaishina. I mean, it's just that's what it is, and everybody knows it. Oof. So, kids, so we have on Saturday, and then there'll be a, a watch party at Little Woodrow's, correct? Yes, Little Woodrow's on Burnet. It, it, it will be full, I'm sure. And uh, the uh, will they be serving breakfast? Is, is there a typical Argentine breakfast that one should have before? I mean, obviously there'll be some. Strong coffee, I would assume. There will well, be very strong coffee. That, that, that much I can assure you. Uh, hopefully, hopefully there will be some chori. Chori is the traditional. I mean, a good chori pan is it is the football dish of choice in Argentina. Is uh, is Tano going to be there? How many? How many Argentine fans? <laughs> During the match, were having those kinds of conversations with the television there, there at Little Woodrow. Oh, there were a few, and since we all speak Spanish, there were there were there were many utterances that I will not repeat on this esteemed program. But you get the idea if you listen to all Donald Bosman. It was basically what he said on repeat times about a hundred, a hundred people. That is. Yeah, I did get to watch uh, uh, the Croatian map. <laughs> they probably don't. They probably don't want me back. Because I, I I had I'd shown up just as Croatia had scored the uh, their first goal, and then uh, you know obviously things went down. It got very it got quieter, and quieter as, as as that game went on, and it was uh, it was rough. But but I knew I knew that Argentina has, they still had a chance, and I told them, I told you I said not the Rajes kid. So it was a you know they were able to uh, they were able to pull through. John, that's exactly what you told me. I was I, I was skeptical, but you you were correct, and I hope you are in your prediction against France. Well, I mean, I have Argentina winning the whole thing, so it's uh, 
the, the, this for, for for me and my pick is the best thing that could happen to Argentina is to, is to survive the group stage, and now they can play with like like with nothing to lose because no one's expecting squat from them. And I can't think of a more dangerous team on the planet to have that that kind of intangible going into a, a knockout tournament. Those are good points. I hope you're correct. Uh, as a few people have said, when, when you're a fan of a team, you will always be pessimistic. That being said, I'm 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 a fan of Mexico. I I hope they do well. I've always been a fan of the Mexican national team, and I think they have a real shot against against Brazil. What what what, what do you think Mexico absolutely has to do in order to get uh, to get the result against Brazil and advance to the quarterfinals? I think they need to play the way they played against Germany. They need to play confidently. They need to go out there. They need to believe they can beat Brazil from the very beginning. And if they do that, I think they'll be just fine. If they go out there and they're nervous and they're sitting here and they're playing tight, oh, this is Brazil. This is a five-time world champion. Let's be honest. A lot of people lose to Brazil. They see that strip. They see those five stars on top of the badge. If Mexico goes out there, if their players are screaming the national anthem, if Chicharito, I mean, if he's looking at those guys, you can tell when they're ready to go. If that's the case, I think they'll be just fine. Well, it's something that we've talked about, at least that I've talked about on this show, is that uh, it's the one team that Mexico, for whatever reason, they're going to they're gonna give them a game. And uh, I don't think you can say that Mexico playing Argentina, France, Spain. You know, I, would, I used to say Germany, but obviously the, the, that has changed now. So I mean I do think that, that uh, you're absolutely that the Mexico has a has a very good chance to win that game, uh, you know they have a very good chance to get their asses blown out too. I mean let's uh, I mean that, that could certainly happen, but I but I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Mexico is going to uh, give Brazil everything they can handle and might even give them a little too much than they can handle. So we'll see how that plays out. Kid, any any, any surprises for you in the round of sixteen? Uh, I, I don't want you to spoil your picks. I know you're making your picks on your show. But is there anybody that you're that you're thinking, man? I would I wouldn't bet against these guys. I've never bet against Uruguay. I'd never ever bet against Garachirua. There's they know how to play in big matches. They have a style. People talk about what's your style? How do you play? I mean, Jogo Bonito for Brazil. What is it? Uruguay knows what they do. They kit, handle do, pressure. Do, they absorb do pressure. Deprive us, kit. Do you want to deprive us, kit, of an Argentina Portugal quarterfinal? Is that is that? I'm an American. I root for teams from the Americas, from Tierra del Fuego to the North Pole. I have no – I'm not a European. I'm not African. I'm not Asian. I root for teams from the Americas. So I you mean, want to see Clásico El Plata. Exactly. That's it. And people ask me what teams I root for. I root for teams from the Americas, North, you know, South, and Central. It's it's funny you mention that because that, that, that is probably the one team that could, that could derail Argentina's just because – Oh, very easily. It's like what? Oh, they're meeting for the three hundredth time. You know, I mean, they've, they've <laughs> obviously played each other and, and have. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, you, I think as an Argentina fan, I might want to see Portugal there instead. I would. I think Argentina has a better shot to beat Portugal than they would against Uruguay. Uruguay is one of those teams who they're not they're not afraid of Argentina. They know they can beat Argentina. They've sure. done it numerous times. And as I said, they have their style. They, they know what they're going to do. There's no, well, this game we're going to play in this formation or we're going to start these guys. No. They do the same thing every game. They absorb. They're going to find a set-piece goal, and they're going to win 1-0. I'll, I'll ask the panel this question. Uh, over and under, how many red cards 
in an Argentina-Uruguay quarterfinal. Oof. Over and under. Two. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Four. Four. Juan Uribe. Oh, checks in with four. <laughs> Kit? At least two. <laughs> Certainly At least, two. Yeah. yeah. I think two boarding on three, depending on how bad the losing team's losing. If it's like three nothing, then I think whoever the losing team will end up with eight guys on the field at the end of it. You, you, you know what, John? And the winning probably like with ten or nine from just like from them just bleeding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Juan Oliva joins us. Yes, sir. I would wonder how many of them, uh, uh, you know, after the game, you know, they got knocks on their their ankles and their knees and stuff. You know. Well, did y'all y'all ever saw that picture of uh, of Andres Iniesta after the after the the final against Holland? He was on the airplane and uh, he had his uh, his his pants and he was wearing shorts. And, oh. and, and 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 the uh, that's not that picture, uh, Ron. Like no, 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 no. The reporter was uh, was was pointing out that this guy had like thirty bruises on his legs. Oh, jeez. From all from all the kicks and and, and the hacks he had taken. So I'm sure that. That that both Argentina and Uruguayan legs will be uh, will be a lovely a lovely pattern of of, of black and blue. For, uh, for, they, for, for, they, yeah. they would destroy each other, and then afterwards go, go have a few beers. They would probably get together and have some mate and a few beers. Certainly some fernet and coke. But that's just that's the relationship they have, and it, it's interesting. I mean, Uruguay. Always has been Argentina's little brother, so to speak. They they don't like it. They're out to prove themselves, and rightfully so. How many? Uh, how much more do you find yourself uh, drinking yerba mate during the World Cup? I drink at least a cup of it a day. Um, I'll have some coffee for breakfast. I'll have some before the second game. And as you so correctly said in the intro, the group stage is fantastic because you, you get. Three games a day. You get and four and games done, a day. And done by three o'clock. And you're done by three o'clock. It, it, it is. It, it's amazing. To be honest, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'll be going through withdrawals. And even though we're into we're into the round of 16, some big time matches. It, it's just not the same as being able to block out your entire morning and early afternoon just to watch the World Cup. True. Now the round of yeah, I, yeah. There's there's no question with that. Uh, with that. And and for the folks on the West Coast, I mean, you guys, uh, you had, games will start at five. So I know Dan, you're an early riser. So you you know by one o'clock, you guys were were, were done watching games. So yeah, that's the, the, there's something to be said about the European World Cup because it, it fits our, our 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 schedule very nicely. Uh, as far as uh, game times, it's the ones over in uh, in Japan and Australia. Those are the ones that are going to wreck us. Because because those are on, those are on overnight. So so Kit, uh, so n- n- no surprises from you. Uh, is there anything that you want to, and, and, and any team you're keeping an eye out other than, other than you said Uruguay, and, and and any team that 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 is not one of the traditional teams that, that you think might make us made a make some I think, moves. I think Denmark can get it done. They've they've been impressive thus far. I think the Danes can get it done. That's a that's a side that people overlook. Um, I don't know that they're going to be overlooked at this point, but I, I, I certainly I would not be surprised if they progressed. What about uh, what about the Russians? It seems like the Russians might, uh, you know, if if if, if, they, if if they can get by Spain, the Russians are going to make semifinals. 
it depends on how big the check is that Vladimir decides to write. The fact that they are where they are is it's interesting, and the, the conspiracy theory is obviously tongue in cheek. But but you're right. If they can get by Spain, I think they will make the semifinals. They're playing at home. They have the support of that entire country. And I, I'm quite frankly, I'm surprised they're playing as well as they are because there has to be a massive fear factor on that team. If they don't succeed, what is going to happen to them? Well, I think they did get exposed a little bit by uh, by Uruguay, but uh, you know that was a game that again that really didn't. I mean, they aren't even qualified, so it really didn't matter to them who were they going to play. So you know, whether it's you know, Spain or Port, you know, pick your poison. You know, take take our chances with with. Uh, with 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 one or the other. Anybody else, uh, Dan? Are there any, any teams that are like? Oh, you know, you got to look out for Japan. Watch out for the Japanese. And anybody uh, besides Mexico? Besides Mexico? Hey, John. I I think you really have to. Uh, I, I think Sweden is going to make a a deep run. At least get to semifinals. So you um, think it'll be Sweden that makes the semis? Yeah, man, I think I think I'm gonna go with a, a Bruce Lee quote here. I'm gonna bring some Eastern philosophy to you. Um, there's a quote he said. Uh, he goes, "I don't fear a man who 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 knows a million kicks. I I fear the man who's practiced one kick a million times." And I think uh, you know if you apply that to Sweden, they're they're really good at their bread and butter. And, well, uh, they... it was good. It, it was good enough to to beat Italy in in the in the playoff. It was. It was good enough to edge out uh, Netherlands for that playoff spot, so I think uh, you know I'd probably put some money on them if I was a betting person. Yeah. That 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 has to be, uh, you know, only World Cup diehards are gonna are gonna watch the Sweden Switzerland match. I mean that is that that is gonna be a, you know, you know, count the forty yard passes in that one. That that that's a that is going to be a, a tough, <laughs> tough sledding to watch that. But you know, but you're right though. I mean, they what they did to Mexico uh, was was just a, an, a, an absolute exhibition of, of of how to play the style of, of play. And the fact that Mexico allowed them to do that, you know, just 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 let them do it. You know, on top of everything else, was just a, a, a an unfortunate, shocking display by the uh, by the coaches and and by the players both. They just did not have the energy needed to uh or, or even the game plan needed to uh, to deal with uh, the game there so so you say sweden now that's interesting sweden semi-finalist uh, i I, th- I think russia could be a surprise team uh, and uh kit's going with his uruguay so so kit uruguay or argentina there the, so it, it, you're saying that that is as close to a toss-up as there is in world soccer without a doubt they've as you said they played each other three hundred and fifty thousand times in the last hundred years no, no two teams know each other as well as they do. They play together. They played against each other. And I would actually, I, I mean, you mentioned the stars. And if Messi, if, if, he, if he catches fire, he can do anything. But that notwithstanding, I would, I would give the edge to Uruguay because they play a good brand. It's frustrating. They slow things down. They play physical. They know how to attack Messi. They know how to keep him out. And they got and, another guy that can catch fire too. That's you know pretty pretty decent. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy, that that's now, now you got me licking my chops for that one. I'm hoping that that's how it plays out because that will be, uh, you know, at the very least, what it does is it guarantees at least one, uh, uh, like like you said, an American team in the in the uh, in the semifinals, and then you know, you know the the, the Brazil Mexico winner will be the uh, 
So we could have, we could have an, an all an all uh, American uh, semifinal outside of the bracket. That would be uh, that would be nice. Well, kid, is there is there, is there anything else you wanna you wanna lay upon us? Uh, Argentina wise. Um. No, I, it's, it's been, it's been a dumpster fire. It's starting to simmer down. I don't think it's been put out completely. I, I, I'm excited for this match Saturday morning. I think it, I think it'll be highly entertaining. I've, I've been, I've been very impressed with Mexico. I, I thought Mexico would either crash and burn or make it deep. And right now I think they can make it deep. I'm, I'm excited. I'll be pulling for them to, to, to get by Brazil. Hopefully they can do it and hopefully, Hopefully they advance and continue the run. Is uh, and I'll ask the panel who is the the absolute favorite? Is it Brazil? Is it Belgium? Is it Spain? Is there is, is there someone who is the uh, the absolute prohibitive favorite right now? You know, based on how they've played in the tournament. I would say Spain. Spain because um, Costa looks like he's on form and. I mean, when that dude is on, man, he's he's just a beast. He's a bully. Um, I I'm a fan of his. I think going forward, they're they're looking pretty capable of damage, of causing just all kinds of damage to anybody. So I I, I would think they're the they're the favorites at this point. Um, but all of them, all teams, every single one of them has looked vulnerable defensively. So I don't think there's a I don't think there's a single uh, result that could that could that could, that'll really shock me at this point. If anybody wins, you know, you know what? I think Brazil's the only one defensively. I think they've conceded one goal. Um, that is correct. Actually, they've conceded. Uh, you're right. J- j- just the one goal. And it was it was off a corner piece. So I I, I think uh, in the qualifiers, I think they they had like a, a half a goal, less than half a goal average. Uh, so those guys. Uh, you know, um, they, they, but that is not to say that they, that they can't be, uh, I mean, oh, Serbia had a, had a, a very decent amount of chances and so did Costa Rica and so did Switzerland. So, you know, the th- fact I that they didn't get scored on. And Spain ended up on the, 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 the easier, you know, side of the bracket, I think, as far as matchups, uh, and, and national teams with less of a pedigree. Right. If they get by uh, Russia, then they'll have uh, the winner of Denmark, Croatia, and then and then the bottom half of that bracket. I mean, it is. Uh, I mean, it is. Uh, it's Sweden, Colombia. I mean, England has to be. Oh my God! You know, we we have might have a chance to make the freaking final. I mean, oh yeah. England fans have got to be just, just, just absolutely beside themselves. You know, if they because Colombia is probably their toughest game. If they can get by that, then you know, they have a really good chance to make. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out because. Uh, you know, I, you know, they're, they're still. I mean, as as pointed out by all, there really isn't a clear cut fair. At least not in this. You know, we'll see how how it plays. But not in this particular. Not in this particular. Round. So we'll see how that uh, how that works out. Well, Kit, listen, I really appreciate you uh, hopping on and joining joining us uh, today. I know that you, uh, you probably wanted to, to to vent a little bit and let out some <laughs> of your some of your some of your frustrations. Now, I, I know for I know for I know for me at least that we and. Maybe for for some of the other folks, when 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 Cruz scored that goal uh, Saturday, I was in the pool. I was just I just 
ruin the rest of the afternoon until Mark Geiger came out and pointed at the, <laughs> at the, at the, at the center circle that it was a goal. I, I had this like just ridiculous amount of anxiety. So were you, were you the same way the minute, uh, the minute after that Croatia loss, were you just, were you just angst ridden for, for four or five days or however long it was? It was difficult. It, it was very difficult. It was, it's, I mean, I, I, I fully expected Argentina to not make it through the group stage. A lot of you said that you thought that they would figure out a way against Nigeria. I did not, especially when Nigeria equalized. I thought that was going to be it. I didn't think they had the fortitude to get through, but came from an unexpected source. So thanks to Rojo, they got through and everyone can breathe a sigh of relief, at least until Saturday morning when, uh, Got to. They have to lace them back up and see what they can do against France. Hopefully, the run continues. So it, it sounds like the what folks will get to see on display at, at Lou Woodrow's if they go and watch this uh, watch party on Saturday morning uh, on Burnett Road is uh, that there's like the five stages of grief, but then there's the ten stages <laughs> of watching an Argentina match with Argentines because because there's a whole massive amount of uh, of, of of emotions that the uh, that the fans go through. So that sounds like it should be a very, very exciting. I, I think, I think you're going to be in a good mood, uh, in a good mood Saturday afternoon. I, I, I do think so. I think Argentina is going to pull it out. Oh, well, I hope you're right. And John, thank you again for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Kit McConico. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thanks for joining us here on the Cantina Mekis podcast. We will, uh, we will talk to you again, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks guys. Take care. Kit McConaughey joining us here on the Cantina Mekis podcast to uh, discuss uh, some Argentina. I knew that he needed to 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 to, to get some, uh, as we all do from time to time, to, to you know get some things off your chest and and uh, hopefully uh, Kit was able to uh, you know peel some layers off off the onion there and uh, hopefully he feels a little better. So we're very happy to have him uh, join us. Boys, it's uh, it's, it's been 24 hours late. I know we had our, our show immediately after the uh, the what we had witnessed with the Sweden match, but um, you know, what, what it, it, it's done. Mexico uh, did what they had to do. They got there in the in the knockouts. Could it have been maybe an easier path for some future games? You know, that would have been great. But at this point, right now, you know, they're in the tournament. Let, let's see what they can do. They have the players to do it. They're they're playing. I mean, again, they couldn't have asked for a better matchup. I mean, for for them to go in, kind of like Argentina, where no le van a dar ni un quinto. I mean, how many times has Mexico played a game where where they have a huge chip on their shoulder and they come out winning? I mean, I'm telling you, this. The, the, I'm not saying Mexico is going to win, but I think they're going to have a really good chance, much more than people think. Much more. Has there been any talking uh, from the Brazilian side? Because I'm sure their press is well aware of the records, and I'm sure they brought it up. Um, has there been any? I haven't heard anything yet, but uh, uh, I mean, I'm sure that I mean the the players. I mean, you know, Neymar was on the field when they when Mexico beat him for the. There's a bunch of guys on the field when Mexico beat him at the Olympics, and there's a bunch of guys that played for Mexico. They're 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 going to be on the field in that game too. So, I think that counts for 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 a lot. I, I know it's a different um, different stage. It's not nearly as big, but I think that memory um, c- 
can help for sure. Well, I mean, look at a guy like uh, like like you know the the Hector Moreno. I know he's not going to play, but that generation, they beat Brazil. Who did they beat to win the World Cup? The U17. They beat Brazil. That same generation. Who did they beat to win the uh, the gold medal? They beat Brazil. You know, t- beating Brazil to them is 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 not the massive challenge. Again, and I'm not disrespecting Brazil, but but it, it it is a game that they're that they're very accustomed to playing. You, you, you know what, too, um, uh, even though the Olympics, maybe it was a, not as big a stage as the World Cup, that was, you know, uh, man, I forgot the manager's name. I, I had the, anyways, uh, my point was that was their first, that was the A team in the Olympics. That was going to be their, their starting, uh, yeah, they, they were using that to Fred's a tune up for the, for the World Cup. That was their World Cup tune up team. Yeah. And, and, and it was, uh, um, and I think they fired the manager. In the aftermath, and I think part of it was because he he, he lost it in the final to Mexico. You know, I think uh, they 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 blew that they blew up that whole process because they just they were disappointed in in uh, from that point. You know, I mean, I thought, you know, and and Big Phil even said in the last World Cup, he said he said for whatever reason Mexico's been a, you know, he calls them a a a, a, a little a little a little rock in the shoe. You know, they just, they've always bugged us. It's just, you know, Mexico's, Brazil has beaten Mexico, yes, but Mexico's beaten Brazil too, and there are not many teams in the world that can say that. Well, Norway, us in Norway, Mexico and Norway. Now, there was, there was a stat that I was, that I was, I was keeping with me that I didn't want to say because I didn't want to jinx anything, and I almost, it almost came to be, but beating Germany, you know, in in the group stage is, is almost always uh, the kiss of death for for a team. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the group stage. Wait, wait, wait. But 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 there's a there's got to be like a little asterisk because Germany normally would make it to the knockout stages. So well, they, they would. They would. Well, what I'm saying is is uh, like Al- Algeria. Algeria beat Germany in 1982, eliminated, and after the group stage with they because they beat Nigeria and they beat Chile. But it didn't beat Austria, and there was only one combination of score. And this was they played the game the day later, Austria Germany, West Germany at the time. There's only one score where we're both of them would go through. It was Austria one, Germany zero. Guess what happened in the first ten minutes? Germany Broke. won, Austria zero. They split. They split. The, 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 did you see the end of the Japan game today? Did, did y'all anybody? Did anybody catch that? Do, do you remember? Okay, another question. Do you remember that, the that end of the round? Yeah, the Mexico Italy game in two thousand two. Do you remember that? Yeah, ya no, ya no nos ataquen. Yeah. When when both yeah they were just they were like just just staying exactly that that's what that game was like for eighty minutes. Yeah. So <laughs> our, so Algeria lost in twenty ten. Serbia beat Germany. Do you remember, y'all remember that Serbia beat Germany in twenty ten in the group stage, and then they lost to Australia, and uh, Ghana ended up qualifying ahead of Serbia. So he, so beating Germany did not help them. Uh, Spain uh, in '94 tied them. Ghana in 2014, but in '94, but did advance. Ghana did it in 2014 and did not. And uh, the only team that beat Germany in the group stage and advanced, other than Mexico, now was Denmark in '86. And then the very next game, they got their butts whipped five to one by Spain. That was where the Witre had the uh, El Poker in the Corregidora. Hey, John. Yes, sir. But I think I think I to me Korea. Uh, took the bullet for Mexico. I think that curse might be 
might have, they, they, you know, I think Carrillo might have been sacrificed to remove that curse for Mexico. Because well, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Because Mexico, with all that Cruz Azul shirts that they're making the Swedish fans wear, all it did was. I'm afraid I just flew myself. It was it was bad juju. <laughs> Why are you taking bad juju to to, uh, to the world? No Cup shit. Like, like seriously, I <laughs> like your team hasn't won shit. I mean, they're, they're a punchline, and there you are just just smearing it on everybody. Like sm- smearing is a very good word. You're exactly right. Then there was smearing on everybody. Oh, I'm what sorry. The hell? It's, just re- it's just reminiscent of caca. So I'm just, uh, yeah. When 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 we're thanking Saga for doing for his video, I mean that tells you how far we're reaching as far as for like looking for good omens and any kind of break and any kind of advantage, whether fictional or not. We're, we're trying to get. And he, this guy thinks it's funny just to walk around handing handing Cruz Azul jerseys to anybody who's willing to put it on. <laughs> now, whether or not that letter of the that the Swedish Federation sent out and said don't don't trade shirts with these shirts because the because the shirts are cursed. Did that actually happen? I don't I don't know if it did or not. I mean, it, hilarious if it did, but, not, <laughs> but I, mean, but I can't say absolutely. whether or not if it, if if that was the case. If that if that happened or not, I'm not I'm not so sure. But I mean I mean I'm telling you, you know, Chicharito scores, right? There's the two emblemas de Puma right behind, you know, right behind the goal. So, I mean, come on, I mean, it's so you know, if you if you want the good juju, you gotta, you know, you gotta have you gotta have the guy the, the uh, every time I saw a Santos jersey before a match, I saw one in a picture uh, before the Germany game and the Korea game. Y mira qué pasó, you know, that that's the kind oh. of stuff, you know. We're out there, man. Yeah, I've, I've seen a few. You know, uh, but uh, but but I actually saw a couple of Pumas jerseys at other games, man. I mean, I'm telling you, it's it's so it's it's iconic. I mean, there you, you see that shirt, you immediately know what team that is. I mean, you you see red and white stripes, it could be like a thousand teams, a thousand teams. It could be Atlético de Madrid. It could be, I mean, have any number of Spanish teams. It could be Nakaxa. I mean, it could be anybody. Yeah. It could be anybody. Hey, hey John, I, I got some X's and O's for you. Yeah, were you able to, to break some stuff down, Profe? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, I, 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 went, I went back to uh, Brazil's qualifying campaign. And uh, Tite has been very predictable in that he still plays the same formation, basically the, the same tactics, a, a 4-3-3. Can you blame um, him? And in the back, he usually he uses uh, um, Thiago Silva, Marquinhos, and, and Danny Alves on the right. But now he's got a, a Danilo there. Uh, well, no, he has a guy Fagner who, uh, or is it Danilo who's who's been playing on the right? Uh, you know what? He can. I think he he uses either one. Fagner and, then, or... and Marcelo got hurt in the game so, against uh, so against out? Derby, so we don't know. Oh, so, they, so they brought in that other guy, the 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 the, the, the skinny, the, the 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 Leandro Augusto, yeah. Felipe Luis. Felipe Felipe Luis, but he, apparently he's well, he was apparently a lot more defensive. So that may not be the Mexico may 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 prefer seeing Marcelo out there. And and, and again, I, I mean, I think Marcelo is probably the best left back on the planet. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know, if if he, if he cheats up, it's a, it, it, it it leaves a lot of field behind. Well, well, so. check this out, uh, John. Um, so I went through their lineup, uh, at their qualifying campaign, and uh, in, in the match day, what was it, against Colombia, I think. I didn't write down what match day it was. Did I? I don't know. It was like, I think match day 15 or 16. 
Uh, they tied Colombia 1-1, and Felipe Luis was the starting left back. I think Marcelo might have been uh, injured at that point. And they actually, one of the goals they gave up, it came from a, a double team that they were doing on, uh, gosh, what's this guy's name? Did they sub him out? Uh, 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 on uh, on Arias, so on the right wing, Cuadrado and Arias were attacking. Uh, Cuadrado, they tried to double team him. Somehow the ball gets through to, to the... Uh, the Colombian right back, he sends a cross uh, to the to the opposite wing where, where Danny Alves should be defending, and and they scored a goal off of that play. And the big culprit there to me was uh, Felipe Luis that he couldn't, he was not able to apply the double team with uh, uh, Renato Augusto. So they're they're vulnerable. But so there's Leandro Augusto and the Renato Augusto playing. That's going to be confusing. <laughs> no, it's Felipe Luis. Oh, Felipe Luis. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> They might be brothers, though. I mean, you know, um, but, I, you know, they're, they're, I think Felipe Luis, even though he's less uh, willing to go forward and he's more disciplined, I think he's overall um, not not as good uh, as a defender, you know, or at least maybe the, 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 the what's that called, the cooperation, the coordination between him and, and his, uh, his uh, left center mid is not that good. And obviously Neymar's not really going to, you know, track back and, and defend. Um, and so in that game against Colombia, what I saw was Colombia basically with, with their fullbacks, they were they were venturing forward, you know, applying pressure. Uh, why, why doesn't uh, Argentina put Messi on the wing? No, Imagine how, how, how the way that uh, the Brazil plays Neymar and the way that Holland played Robin. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I mean, I mean, Messi could make a career for himself for the next five years being – the next Aryan Robin, where all he does is just break down the left, cut across the goal with his left foot and score. <laughs> but he's he's got nobody to bring the ball to him. Basically, he's got a he's got a. Uh, I think he's got plenty of people that to to. I mean, it's not like he doesn't have talent around him. It's just that just what doesn't click. That's just what I just don't get about them. Is is that how on earth can y'all, you know, be, play where it's almost like like youth soccer? We just give it to the one guy and let it let him try and do it. But I do, I, I do think a lot of that has to do with the, their defense being slow. I think it forces the team to play more compact, and um, it just reduces the spaces for 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 Messi. I think if they were if 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 they were younger and quicker and and, and able to play with more space between the lines, I, I think I think he'd be more effective. Um, as far as playing him on um isolating him more, just having him one play one position. I kind of agree with you, just because it'll it'll force everybody else to just play normal. And if uh, the play kind of like I don't know, I could see I could see like a lot of scenarios where you know you force the play on the left and then just you switch it over where he hopefully he's got more room to to do damage, either yeah. find a find a shot or, or pick a pass. Um, it, it's it's a head scratcher. It's been a head scratcher. I don't think anybody, but but at the end of the day, like you know they're, they're going to play awful. Like they have, and and they're gonna eke out wins, and they're probably gonna make it close. I mean, if they can get through this first hurdle, um, I mean, they can Mexico? go as far. No, I'm talking about Argentina. Oh, I mean Mexico. I mean, they're. I mean, I always think they're gonna win. I I I, I always kind of tend to look for reasons. It's not just um, blind. There's lots of reasons why, why why Mexico could win. 
they got history on their side and they have talent. Um, I think uh, if if they're focused and if they're precise with their passing, um, I, I I think they'll win. The the one reason I honestly think too is that I don't have faith in a Braz- in, a, in a team that's led by Neymar. I know he's not the only guy on the team. There's other players uh, that 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 can do uh, that can do the job. They're not just dependent on him, but he is their leader. And um, I I can't see I can't see him being him him camp like being a captain to the champion of the world. I just I have trouble seeing him being able to do that. I think he'll implode. You think he's well, too petulant? Like, no, I, I just think that if, if he, uh, he's soft, I think he's yeah. soft ultimately, and I think uh, if if you can get um, physically irk him, you can completely get him out of the game, and I I, I think that uh, is is it too late to, to convocar Severo Mesa? <laughs> I was going to say Chaton. Um, well, you, you know what? Uh, well, John, you didn't let, let me finish my X's and O's. You oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, but but anyways, so I think Mexico comes out in a 4-3-3. Uh, the front three is Chucky left, uh, Cheech center forward, Vela on the right. Um, and since Marcelo is not there, I think I think Vela versus uh, matching up with your Lendro Augusto, that's a good matchup. Uh, JDS, uh, H.H. and Guardado in midfield. And then the back line, you know, only Ayala comes in for Moreno. So you have Gallardo, Salcedo. Ayala, and I think Layun goes into uh, right back to uh, Mark uh, Neymar. And you don't think uh, you don't think Edson Edson plays anymore? No, because in the in the in the in the aftermath of of the Sweden game, uh, JCO basically said, "Hey, you know what? Um, the tactics they were wrong. It's my fault. Edson he made mistakes. Uh, that's my fault because he's young. He's 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 a he's a debutante and." Uh, you know, I I I kind of threw him out there to the wolves, and I didn't give. I, you know, I, I I so I think he might he he's gonna. I think he might bench Machine, even though he to me he he's he played fantastic. He showed up. He's got to play, dude. Yeah, well, yeah I, I, I don't blame I don't blame Machine for anything that happened to him yesterday, man. He was he was he was he was exposed by his coach. Is what happened to him yesterday. That had nothing to do with Machine. I think yeah. you know. I think they should have gone with that same back line that they did against uh, Germany. It, that it worked. It worked great. I don't see why you, you'd want to tinker with that when you don't have to. I, 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 I mean, now it's impossible. But I mean, um, I think they they should have gone with uh with the same exact lineup uh, with uh um. Why am I forgetting his name? Ayala. Uh, not a uh, well, Ayala too, but uh, Moreno Salcedo. And over on the left, um, Ayala. Ayala. Gallardo, sorry, yes. Puma um, I thought that back line was was strong, and then having uh, Layun play in the midfield. I well, know his the, shot wasn't on. I mean, he couldn't get a single shot on target. Well, but Layun was the reason why uh, Machine looked so bad. That's but that's what kind of why I don't want to see um, Layun play that, right back because I, I don't I think he's a liability defensively. I do too. I think that he I don't think he has legs anymore. I think he needs to be replaced by by Jonathan. Um, I, I, I think, think if, Jonathan would have never allowed that to happen. Hey, remember Mexico tried to mark uh, uh, Neymar in in Confederations uh, with with uh, Iramier. You know, they put a, a center back. Iramier is a center back. He's not a right back. They put him in as a right back, and Neymar. You know, he he. 
he ran him so ragged. If he throws Salcedo out there, does that mean that Rafa plays as a central? No, I I think he's gonna go with Ayala. And I know that, but I mean, it's but there there well, are so no other centrales other than Ayala and Rafa. Why not Edson? So play centrales. Rafa's done. I, I, but I, I think, why not why not play Edson there? He's he he could play center back also. Along with, I think I think he's gonna go with the. Uh, with uh, the more experienced, uh, just a little bit older players, I think, uh, and that and Ayala gives you that. But, but that my point is, that he, he doesn't have to, he he doesn't have the defenders on his roster. That's it's it's well, either gonna. I mean, it, I mean, Nestor would be great right now. You know what I mean? Well, I understand that, but what I'm saying is, I mean, then, <laughs> or you know, he got rid of Alanis. He got rid of he got rid of Molina. Molina should not. Well, the, the, the of, well okay. But what? But, I, but, but again, yeah, there are there are there aren't enough central defenders to cover the holes that need to be covered for this game. So either it's either going to be you, he's going to play with a backline of four, dude, because one of his tenets has been, hey, if they play with a front three, then I play with a back four. So that's why I'm thinking he's not going to um, put Edson. So, Mach- uh, so Machine has to start then. He has to start as as the right. Well, he has to because I think he has to. I don't know what position he could play. He's going to be playing, but he has to. Or defensive mid? Is is he going to put him in as defensive mid instead of Jonathan? You know, I I would put I would put Machine in as 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 no position other than just man mark Neymar wherever he goes, you go. I I I think like Yun like Yun is going to be your guy there, dude. And I think. And I think Layun is gonna exploit. <laughs> you know, I, I'm serious. I think Layun is gonna take uh, attack that wing that Neymar doesn't. Oh, um, and I forgot to tell you guys. Uh, so when um, when Colombia played these guys, or no, actually Chile. Chile lost this game, but when they when they played uh, Brazil in the last match, they, they ended up losing three zero. But um, when the fullback would attack, you know, one of the seven minutes would come in and uh, and cover that space. So that could be. Uh, Jonathan Dos Santos there covering uh, um, Layun's runs down the line. Uh, but I don't know if that's a winning combination because Brazil doesn't I, concede. I, I, I just very much. I personally think they, they should try to they should go for um, defending set pieces. I, I, think the, I think he was right um, all along as far as like emphasizing how important the um, winning set pieces is I think as long as they play conservative and don't um, get too cute if if the opportunity is to hold on to possession then go ahead and do it but if it's not launch the ball stay organized Brazil's not going to have an easy time breaking down Mexico in just a regular run of play and if they do get through I feel confident that Ochoa's going to be able to stop most of what whatever gets through and if and if that's the case, then you have to defend the, those corners, and you and you have to maybe take your chances on those corners and on the free kicks. So I, I hope that he just lines up a bunch of players, and and just when it when it comes to having the ball, don't insist on on keeping possession or or attempting dangerous passes in, in the middle of, in the middle of the, of, of the field. Right, which which is what 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 has killed them. It has been the Achilles heel in the in the Osoria era, and it was what caused goal number one and goal number two in the Sweden game. You know, you know what though, it, with with Layun and Ayala in the back, they can counterattack because you if you 
he, you know, Ch- Chucky and Cheech, Cheech is like the leader of the, of this team. There's no way he's gonna bench him, even though maybe you know we'd like to see it all Jimenez or some, or you know. Well, I don't see Jimenez. why why he can't play both. Honestly, I to me, I, this is I, a I, game I, where you know why have that third forward think, when you need when you need the fourth midfielder is what I think. Well, well, this is what I think. I think if if he's gonna play to counter them, you need Chucky in there. You need Cheech, Cheech in there um, throughout the, the Juan Carlos Soria process. Uh, these past three years, almost four, uh, Chucky has been like his best player uh, in transition as far as attacking wise. Um, almost every game he comes in, they they start playing, you know, uh, they start cat and mouse, like, uh, you know, kind of attacking the opponent. And, and that's been Chucky, man. He's your guy in transition under Osorio. Uh, Chucky's been the best player. You know, um, I, I will say this for, for, for Chucky, which is something that, 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 Layun was not providing for uh, for Machin is that Chucky was coming back when Gallardo was exposed. It was it was Chucky that came back and cleaned that up. Layun did not do that at all for for Machin once. Well, maybe I mean at least at least not on the crucial plays. Yeah, you know, and and Machin's instinct. You know, he's got a, you know, he's basically got a he's he's got a two on one on him. You know, his instinct because of, of where he's played his entire life is to pinch to the middle, right? Yep. So I mean that that just left I mean that left that back post open the whole game because Layun was not coming back Layun was not helping him out. It was it was it, it, it was tough to watch man it was that that goal that uh, that Sweden scored where Layun is you know 15 yards behind the play it's like dude what are you doing you know it was just come on which is so sad because Layun in the first game against Germany I mean I mean the dude just wouldn't stop running the whole game just back and forth and back and forth it's like dude where was that. I, I you you know what I I think that's also you mentioned that he his biggest mistake was uh that he didn't rotate his his lineups that uh and I think uh, his assistant had told him hey you should play uh three five two against Sweden um and I guess more X and O's but Chile I, I mentioned to you guys in the channel Chile had played uh, Sweden uh, right before the World Cup I think in March they had a friendly Chile won it two one and they basically uh. You know, Ronaldo Rueda went out there. He put a three-five-two out, and he just uh, just asked his forwards, "Hey, as soon as the Sweden backs have the ball, just press them. Don't let, don't give them time uh, to send that long pass. Just try to break it up and right and and win that secondary ball." And, and Mexico, and... when Mexico had the most success they had offensively in the Sweden, that was exactly the reason why because they were able to pressure the Swedes into giving them the ball in, in you know very close to, to Mexico's attacking third. And they and they were able to get off their best their best chances, but it was like when they would just let them. I don't know how many times I was watching Swede, a Swedish guy running and a Mexican guy walking toward the ball. It's like, dude, you know, get better. I mean, come on, guys. It was uh, the, 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 nobody was running on uh, against Sweden. They they thought that they had their pase asegurado. They were going to get their little point. E punto. Yeah, that that was it. And it just. Uh, it didn't. Uh, it didn't quite work out for Mexico. So now they're. Uh, but you know, again, they're they're in, in the uh, round of 16, as Dan pointed out. Something that should be applauded because uh, it is it is as we see now, it is something that is becoming harder and harder to do in each passing World Cup. So, as as fans, we should uh, acknowledge acknowledge that and recognize it for what it is. I mean, it is it is a pretty a very a very good. Uh, a very decent accomplishment for, for Mexico. Participation medals for everybody. 
Mexico. No, John. They, they got to. I, I had them going to semis, so that's how far they got to go. All right. And they, they Dan, do, Dan, you got them all the way to the final, right, Dan? Dan's got them in the final. Well, I got um, them soon. Well, I, 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 I filled yeah, I like a bazillion different uh, scenarios, right. but um, I got them winning this game. Why not? I'll go on the win. Uh, All right. A couple modest, of uh, shocking, still one zero. Couple of uh, historical. Uh, um, <clears throat> I was looking for a word and se me perdió, and I can't remember what, what the word was. I hate that. Of uh, oh, I got a couple of historical. This isn't the word, but it'll it'll do similarities that uh, uh, <clears throat> that Mexico has uh, in, in front of them. So mentioned today that the. The last team that beat both both Brazil and Germany in the same World Cup was Italy in 1982. They went on to win it. They beat uh, Brazil in the quarters and then West Germany in the final. So there's 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 that. Uh, Mexico has that going for it. Another similarity. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Another another very interesting similarity that I that I I find incredibly fascinating. Uh, in 2002. Uh, Poland was beating the snot out of the U.S. Like it was 3-0. I mean, the U.S. was done because uh, they had a they only had a they had a plus one goal, so the goal differential was negative, and Portugal had the same amount of points as the U.S. and they were uh, they they couldn't uh, they they couldn't score against against South Korea the whole game. I mean, they were just Hey, off the post, great saves, just why, you know, whatever it was, no se cansaron fallar, right? Korea in the in, in injury time scores a goal, knocks Portugal out, puts the U.S. in. U.S. then plays, as we all know, Mexico, a team that Mexico is like, ah, you know, whatever, here we go, and we know what happened. So let's fast forward to to 2018, 16 years later. Mexico getting the snot beat out by a European team, in this case Sweden, 3-0. Korea gets a result against the team that, that would replace Mexico had had they won the game, in this case Germany. And on top of everything else, Mexico is also playing a team that, quite honestly, were like, let's just say that Brazil, in, in all estimations, would probably prepare a little more for Germany than they would for uh, for Mexico. So uh, a couple of interesting coincidences that are that are that the uh, the World Cup gods are, are, are aligning for uh, for Mexico coming into this game. You know what, though, John? Well, the, there's two players in Brazil squad that make me nervous. Only two. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's a great team. They they have a they had a they have a really good defense. They're the goalie. You know, I, th- I think he's he's pretty decent. He's definitely, you know, a, b- a ball playing goalie in the Jorge Campos mold. But yeah, man, there's two players that to me it's like if those two are on the field, that means they're gonna play cat and mouse. They're gonna counterattack Mexico, and it's gonna be a transitional game, lots of speed, and and that makes me nervous to me. I think that's who who know. are those players? Who are those players that you're nervous about? Uh, uh, one is Firmino, the the Liverpool striker. Um, right. You know, he's he didn't start freak. though. Yeah, that's the thing too. He doesn't start, so I mean, imagine him going at you know tired defender legs at the 60th minute. Um, and the other guy is Paulino, man. I mean, he's like a, 
So those two players, to me, they're like they're the modern uh, mold of player. They're not. They're they really they could probably play anywhere on the field and they'd make an impact. Um, you know, smart players. They're they're quick. They're they're very athletic. Uh, you know, I'm I, to me, I'm terrified of those two guys. If 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 we can find a way to contain Paulino, you know, contain his attacks uh, going forward, and then also um, not fall into the the counters. If once Firmino comes in, I think Mexico, you know, maybe nick a corner or something and score off of that. Well, I mean, I mean, they could certainly use the same game plan that they use against Germany, but I would have to think that Brazil's probably going to be expecting that. So, you know, just like when Argentina played Mexico in 2010, you know, the one variante that Mexico had at the time was Giovanni off the wing, and you know, Maradona double team in the home game, and, and Giovanni, you know, he never got the overlapping run, he never got. He had never got any help. You know, he couldn't do it. And uh, so I, I fully expect Brazil is going to take away, at least when they can, the uh, the, the long pass down the Chucky and some other stuff. I think that he's going to – that they're going to decide that that's not going to beat us. I think and that's I think where, uh, uh, where uh, um, Chicharito has to have a big game. I think he's going to have to take a beating and and constantly be an outlet for that for that quick pass. I think he could. I mean, as good as they are, um, Chicharito could beat anybody. Uh, he could find space for himself. So if, if he could just do that, um, I still think they, they 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 have a chance to 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 do some damage on counterattacks. Chicharito's having one hell of a world. I know he, he didn't necessarily have the best game uh, against Sweden, but you know it still wasn't a bad game. I know he had that that play that I never thought was a handball, by the way, because I it it just looked like it hit too much of his body. It did hit his hand. Don't get me wrong. But it just it just hit that. I mean, and know, I think the happened. the way um, the fact that no uh, no Swedish player was around and the ball was going away from goal, I think that was also probably weighing on the mind. It's like, man, this this ball isn't anywhere near going to goal, right? And it's not even and it's not even like remotely being like contested as far as possession goes. It, it was clearly Mexico's ball at that point. He was right. just trying to run run off quick with it. I, I think it would have been a really harsh penalty. Yeah, there's no question. There's no question it would have been. And, and uh, the ref, the referee, just like the referee made the right decision today with the and, penalty between the Senegal and and you're talking about you know little little things to look for, little omens. Um, that to me was an omen. I I, I know that they they still got the, the the penalty kick later on, but I do think Mexico's gotten some some decent luck, contrary to prior years where they they don't seem to catch any breaks. At least. At least um, my memory seems to have erased all of it. If it has, I only seem to remember the the, the bad things. But uh, you know, Me- Mexico seems to, to to you know getting a little bit of luck. I mean, no one ever ever would have expected South Korea of all teams to to put up that kind of uh, performance against Germany. You know, to me, what it says, and I think that this is what's what, what's lost in this whole yeah they they got their ass beat by Germany, or I'm sorry by Sweden, is that Mexico beat two good teams to get six points. I mean, South Korea was no pushover by any means. And, and the unfortunate thing for me in that South Korea match was that Mexico could have scored, I think three, even four goals had they continued to press the way that they were pressing. But for whatever reason, they, they let off the gas and they unfortunately allowed the one goal. Well, well I think that's they put themselves in trouble. They're definitely going to have to be much more clinical with their chances. If they, if they, if they have a, if they even um, have a chance against Brazil, 
Um, the amount of wasted chances against Germany and against South Korea, it, it, which ended up being like the difference, uh, uh, what could have been being the difference, you know, uh, the, the goal differential, they can't be wasting uh, opportunities and they can't be giving up chances late in, late in games or late in halves. Yeah. Uh, it's just... And, 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 and above all else, they absolutely cannot, cannot give away a ball 10 yards from midfield when, when both defenders are, are, are at the midfield stripe or very, are very, are very near it. They cannot do that. It is. So you think Mexico is going to be taking the game to them? I think initially they will. I mean, I, again, I mean, I, I do think, I do think, I mean, you could, you could just see it. I mean, there were players could get, that just were not fully match fit to, to play that. I mean, they just, they just didn't have whatever, for whatever reason, you know, Vela wasn't moving around nearly as much. Uh, Layun obviously was, you know, Herrera was, was having, you know, Guardado. They, they all just, they, they, they did not have a good game. If I were the coach, I would, I would just practice set pieces this week. You know, but Mexico rest. Has Mexico scored much uh, under Osorio with set pieces? I, I was trying yes, to remember. Yes, they have. I was trying to remember their last set piece. Goal. And they've conceded a much less also, which is oh, probably more important. I don't think they've conceded a, under a set piece or a corner. No, they have. They have uh, on, on set pieces, but, but very few, just a handful. But no, but they've they've, they've like scored said significant. Now uh, you know, I mean, most of the goals in the in the last Confed Cup were on set pieces, if I'm not mistaken. Well, because Brazil so far they've only conceded a set piece goal to Switzerland. I mean, Brazil's defense is a lot is a lot better than people will give them credit to. I mean, yeah, you're right, you're right, Dan. I mean, it's gonna, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna take another. You know, they're gonna have to hit on all cylinders in all phases of the game, and you know what. It's not just Mexico that has to play like that against Brazil to beat. I mean, it's every country in the world. I mean, Brazil is the, you know, I know that they got beat seven one by Germany, uh, but you know that they, along with Germany, that there's a reason why they're they're always ranked number one and number two in the world. They're the two best teams in the world. Period. I mean, it's just. I I think from here on out, though, it's it's teams that could avoid the mistakes right. that'll go through. I think it's really that simple. Yeah. I, 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 those moments of magic are going to come off stupid mistakes. And, uh, you know, Mexico is going to get mistakes like that handed to them too. So that they need to take advantage of, of, of the mistakes that, that Brazil is going to commit. Cause they are going to come in, mean, you know, Brazil, they're not perfect. You know, they're not, uh, the, you know, they're not robots. They will, you know, they make human error too. And yeah, you're right. I mean, Mexico just has to. Uh, take and and the that that game against Serbia, you know, play, played into their hands. Uh, Serbia needed to win. So that Brazil I, needed Brazil needed to win too. Well, I think they were in first, so I mean, they didn't necessarily yeah, have but to they, win. But they couldn't. They couldn't lose. They couldn't lose. Correct. But like, I, I still think though, as far as tactically, the incentive to to bring the game forward was was on Serbia, and. I think um, like that really just if you're going to allow Brazil to counterattack you, good luck. Um, that's where I, I think you know it depends on on the on the, on the circumstances of the game. I, I think this game the the pressure's on Brazil. Mexico is expected to lose overwhelmingly, similar to similar to going into the Germany game, even more so now because it's a knockout match. Right, all the pressure is on Germany. So I, I do think that. Seeing as that Mexico tends to play better without pressure, I think this only favors Mexico. 
Um, you're, if, you're absolutely right. Mexico has always in the World Cup played better when when they're the underdogs, when they and when they have a chip on their shoulder. And I got to tell you, the way that the that the crowd reacted and and, and the way that the players responded to that, Mexico's got a chip on their shoulder because because you know once again the fans as Mexico fans do, you know, in in, in a span of what ten days went from you know we have a chance to make the final. To, <laughs> we're the worst team the on the planet. We're the worst team on the planet. You, I mean, you know, in, in ten days. And I don't you know, understand the players, though, uh, uh, John. Why, why did they go into the Sweden game, or why did they, why did they let themselves feel uh, uh, the pressure in, in the Sweden game? Why did they feel like they had to get the result? They they were they were in control. They were in the they should have been in the driver's seat, both mentally and 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 results wise. And then yet they acted like they were the one. You know, Sweden needed to come out and 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 win this game. But why did Mexico approach it like they had to win it? You, you know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, that's on Osorio. It is. It is. It is. It is. It's because Osorio said, and, and I saw him, and he's actually on Univision. Uh, they're playing the clip right now. He he said, "I wanted to play the same way we've been playing because we've been so successful." And I'm sitting thinking, this is the same guy for for for, for three years is telling us every game is different and you got to plan for every game. Blah blah blah. And you know, he he basically saying, you know, alineación que gana, alineación que repite. Is basically what he was saying. You know, but he, smart. but he hasn't done that in the past three years. That's why. If uh, we're if we're winning one zero in the second half, and he puts in Javier Aquino for Chucky, <laughs> run for the hills. No, I'm, I'm going to be pretty pissed, man. You know what? I, that's one guy I thought that could maybe start because, uh, but Marcelo Marcelo is not in the lineup. If Marcelo would, would be in the lineup, I could see Aquino. Man, Aquino's a Brazil killer. Yeah, I, I could see, but Marcelo's not there, man. So I don't think, you know, but. Definitely, he was a Brazil killer in the in the in the, the Olympics, right? Yeah, he was. Now this game this game is setting up to be the same fourth game that Mexico's always played. They have the chip on their shoulder, they have confidence, and it's going to be almost almost there, but not quite enough. Yeah, Merito. Again. I don't. I don't. Well, yeah, it's, eventually, it's setting that it's setting up to be that way. Like we may it is. we may think. They, may, they, this... have, they have their number. They have their chance. But it's setting up to, for some mistake to happen. And Mexico didn't even uh, is not helping with Hector Moreno. It's not going to be playing. He's picked up a dumb yellow card the first game. And, uh, and then who knows if Edson Alvarez is going to be confident enough to be put back into the game. So it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. You know, honestly, if I were Osorio, I would uh... – just by throwing him out there, that should give that should give. Uh, I would name him. The I would I would tell him right now you're starting. No, I would I would I, take him out. I, I was like I'm like he don't even sh- worry about it. I'm like I'm like I'm like everybody has a bad day at the office. I'm like Dude, that the stuff Swede, wasn't on the, you. The half the Swedes were crying at the end of the Germany game. Players will get over it, chickies. Uh, uh, I. Well, he he was shaky the whole game. I, I'm not saying, a, I'm not saying he 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 can get over it. But even if he does get over it, at the very beginning of the Sweden game, he was shaky. I was not confident in him. So even at a hundred percent, it's an obvious he wasn't up to the task. You know, it's game. funny. We must have watched watched. I know that he that he had defensive issues, but that was because, you know, he was having to make a, he was having to make. Machine's choice: which which one of these two defenders am I do I need to cover because I can only cover. <laughs> Which one, which one of these four strikers am I? Yeah, exactly. Cover? <laughs> yeah. So, and and offensively, I thought he actually 
had some moments. But, uh, no, man, he was brilliant. He was brilliant coming out with the ball from the back and going all the way to to uh, Sweden's, uh, uh, you know, third of, defending third of the field. I thought he just needed that last play or to yeah. take take the shot or something, you know. He didn't have any overlap from his uh, defensive partner, and it uh, it was it was a and it was never the adjustment was never made, unfortunately. Well, you know, Osorio should have played a three-five-two, man. I'm I'm gonna throw that out there again, and 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 he recognizes it, I'm sure, because he's been playing three-four-three. You know, when anytime the, the other the opponent plays four-four-two, well, they got two strikers. He plays three in the back, and this time he he went with uh, two central defenders, and they. Played what does the Brazil play? Four-three-three. They play a uh, four-three-three. They play. They've been starting with Neymar, Neymar on the left, uh, Gabriel Jesus, uh, and uh, Coutinho on the right. So that's probably how they're going to play, um, unless they take out Gabriel Jesus and put him. And then their their midfielders are was it Paulinho and William and who's the other one? Yeah, uh, no. Man, uh, William is a, he is a we, boss. We, man. He what well, a great player! Holy smokes, he's good. He, William, it's either William or Coutinho uh, on the right, and I, I, to me, Coutinho seems like he's more. He's the the first choice there for them. And then Paulinho's their contención, right? Yeah, Paulinho, uh, Casimiro, Casimiro's and dude, they got so many great midfielders, man. I mean, Paulinho's a freaking beast. You know, they can they got Fernandinho, they got Casimiro. So if, if they want to be more defensive, they'll have both of those guys out there. That's yeah. what I'm hoping Mexico plays with. Um, similar to that they did, like with a it was. Uh, where Herrera and, and, and Guardado were both playing more in a defensive midfield kind of role. Um, like in the Germany then, game? Yes. Yeah. I, I hope they do something similar to that. Whoever he, he puts in the midfield, I hope he just makes sure that two of them are sitting back most of the game. And then, um, and I just, and I like the idea again of having Vela just open reign to just do, you know, do what you want with the ball. Go create, have fun. Yeah, and... Vela obviously didn't have the legs either because he was not asking for the ball at all in the Sweden game. He was letting the ball come to him. Yeah, he might I, be. I don't know. I, I do think uh, fatigue could be playing a role now. Um, they didn't. Uh, it, it's it, they've what had three games. Uh, that last game was only about four days. Um, yeah. I, I would almost let. I think Vela should still definitely play, but but. You know, if, if if his legs don't come back, maybe 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 Marquito needs to come in and play there because I think Marquito would be. I, that would be. Too. I think that would be a de- uh, definitely um, definitely a good option to try. Because and I and I do think possibly he may offer more defensively too. Um, yeah, he learned to play defense for sure. At least you know more so than six years ago when they. Because he he's definitely seems like a box to box midfielder. Um, watching him in the Bundesliga, so I I think. Uh, and like you said, he's fresh, so I, I think that might be a pretty good option, um, and maybe even bring in Vela as a as a sub, if needed. But I, I don't. You know. I, I still don't understand why Osorio spent three years preaching to us the rotaciones, and then in you know in the World Cup where he should be doing them because you want to keep these guys fresh. Well, like, you know, I, I, I you know I agree with you, Juan, but you know what I mean. The, the circumstances. Yeah, I mean it, it's do or die. I mean you got to go with your best guys. I, but you I, don't have you. They didn't have he, a New Zealand to play in the second dude, game. He just undermined his. The, the problem is he undermined his whole body of work. Because I don't think so. I, I, yeah, I, I think no. I, I think when he's talking about those, when he's he, talking he, about those rotaciones, in my opinion, 
it's he's, it's he's, more he's, planning. I I personally, and I've been I've said this like a few times where I don't I think those rotaciones that he kept doing and kept doing was because he had he he had the luxury of doing so. But I think it was all like playing these what if scenarios of going into game three if I've got like uh, if I still want to win, but I don't want to like um, tire these guys out. I'm gonna have this second set of players who are used to playing already. And but I but I think going into that game against Korea, he's like I gotta get these three points. Thinking yeah, but that, I think he he should have. Um, I'm sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, well, I was just gonna say like the the I think the the thinking was that you know Germany will probably you know like they'll get their three they'll get their six points and then you know you you don't know how it's gonna shake out but possibly you can rest the players in the game in, in that third game like a lot of teams did. It's just circumstantially, you know, they they were in a position where they kind of had to, they had to go out there with their best, and now, but they didn't, they didn't. I think he could have, he should have rotated in the Sweden game. I, you know, I understand he wanted to go. Oh, these guys, they, I want them to catch the rhythm for the the knockout game, right? But he should have just he, look. He 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 turned against his all his founding tenets. One uh, play to neutralize the opponent's strengths. That he, I agree with. He, he didn't his do that. Tactics three. were stupid. Yeah. And then he, one of another founding tenets: it's, it's there's not a starting eleven. It's a squad of twenty three players with a group of about six or seven that are. Somos un equipo de 23 jugadores donde yeah, and, en and, cual, and, cualquier and, momento indicado se re, va a requerir un jugador que juegue en una posición a donde no está acostumbrado, pero exactly. tiene la experiencia porque cuando estuvimos en Honduras en el noviembre del 2015. So he's very he's very specific when he speaks. So look, and and I'm, the reason I'm putting this out is because mentally, he brought in the psychologist to 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 sell these guys, this group of players, on they're all at the same level. They any one of them can step in and and replace another player because he chose uh, he built a team. He didn't choose a starting eleven. He built a team uh, for. You know, for whatever reason, and and so when you're going into a tournament and you're selling these guys on, hey, any one of you guys can play, like you build them up, and then boom, you you just you just broke down your your team mentally, at least to me, you know, because you just sold them on they're all worth they're all worthy. Wait, but you know what? These eleven worthy, these eleven are are worthy a little bit more, and so I think now he he kind of he undermined his own process to me. You know, maybe you guys don't see it that way, but. You know, I think because now, I mean, can Tecatito jump in and say, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm just as good as, I'm just as effective as Chucky or, you know, I mean, well, you know, I, I think he, he, he heard his own process with that. Damn. You I, I think you definitely have a point. I mean, I, I just think that uh, the way it played out, you had a, no, I just, my, my, my I guess my, I think he was a little bit arrogant, though, with the whole Sweden thing, thinking that, that they could dictate how the game was going to be played instead of being, um, you know, like you said, planning to to, to, know, to, to neutralize the, 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 the opponent. That's why I kind of was, was expecting um, Ugo Ayala would play. But, um, I mean, I think one of the reasons that I think that kind of helped uh, Edson was that they kind of threw him into the game as it was already, like, in the middle of it, so he kind of didn't really get a chance to think. Um, as opposed to you know being the starter and then and, and 
you know, just I, I just think that the circumstances were different. And, and but as far as um, tactically, I definitely think he 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 kind of went against his his philosophy. The I'll I'll, I'll give him a, a break on the on the rotaciones. Um, I don't think he. I I, I, th- I just think that's just the way it played out, man. I honestly, uh, in all sincerity, never expected him to make. You know, if he was going to make any changes in a lineup, it, it wasn't going to be more than more than three at the most, maybe two. But th- there was no way that he was going to do like you know five and six from game to game. It just you have to have your best players, uh, period. And you, you you can tell them what you want to tell them, but you have to have the ones that are playing the best of the time. Do you, do you think he'd throw out possibly maybe like a, a three four three? Let's let's hope not. For against Brazil, yeah. You know, I'm sorry, but when you play Brazil, you, you have you have to have uh, two contenciones on the field, and the fact you just have to. Well, I'm just saying the way he's depending on how he how he sets the, the the team up. I could see how that that would work if you set it up with two defensive midfielders and three three center center defenders. Um, yeah, so possibly, I suppose, but. Uh, I think he's going with a with a back line of four. He might even use, uh, um, you know, Machin, Ayala, Salcedo, and 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 Yacayardo, and just tell them to to don't venture forward like at all. Just sit back and play long balls to just try to counter. Um, God, I hope so. Yeah, the, the the worst thing that could happen, or I mean, let me just if they do venture forward, the midfielder has to try. I mean, he has to track back. Period. They have to switch off. There, there's no way you can have both of them up there. It just, it just, you just can't. You can't do, allow, as you guys have pointed out, a team like Brazil. You just, you, you can't give them an opportunity like that to counter because they will. I mean, oof. They, uh, they know yeah, how to do it pretty well. <laughs> no, especially. I'm telling you, man. I'm, if if I see Firmino in that starting lineup, I'm gonna be shitting my pants. Yeah. He scares me, man. Like, like you did uh, on our on our, uh, our our special edition post. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I, I didn't realize oh, Mike was that good. <laughs> hey, those these iPhones, man. They're, I guess they're built pretty well, yeah. huh? Yeah, it was it was it was impressive. It was impressive. <laughs> My bad, John. I know you were probably like at work in the producer's uh, booth, so you know I apologize, John. Don't act like you're not impressed. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. So it did just uh, no. As far as the rest of the round of sixteen goes, uh, you know, we 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 talked a lot about that with uh, with Mr. McConico earlier. But uh, you know, Mexico has uh, you know if they can somehow manage to get by Brazil, uh, you know, they'll play in all likelihood Belgium. But I certainly wouldn't count Japan out because you know Japan has has, has shown uh, proven to be a very capable team in this tournament. Uh, you know, it's certainly more defensive than uh, what Belgium played in the first round with by playing Tunisia and and uh, Panama. So, hey, did England purposely tank uh, the Belgium the, the the final game with Belgium to avoid Japan? Is 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 that what happened? I'm, I'm... no, they I didn't. I mean, uh, both teams played played reserves, so I don't think they cared one way or the other where they ended up. But I mean, Belgium. I think I think they probably would have been happy with a zero zero game, but both of them. But Belgium got a they got a really good goal. Yeah, you know, you, you, you can't tell them not to shoot. You know, it's. I would want to avoid Colombia. 
Yeah, Colombia is one of those teams that's going from 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 menos de más, and they have and the whole menos is misleading too. Who knows how that game turns out if if they don't get that red? Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But yeah. uh, but they have they have and they have, you know, they got they, they got a, an, another player that can not not James. I mean, uh, uh, because James is hurt, but Radamel that can you know he can catch fire too, and you know you know he can be a Skilachi or a, or a Rossi or. For a Lineker who just goes goes nuts in the uh, in the next round, they're winning. I I, I definitely have them winning. Um, I think what's what's also I think we've seen also is is some of these teams that are young. Um, it t- the the moment tends to get the most gets gets the best of them. I think. Right. That, see, that's another intangible that I think that is in Mexico's uh, favor. Is I mean, this is an experience to me. A lot of guys, these guys are playing their third, some their fourth. You know, th- th- there is a lot of World Cup experience on that. I mean, th- this is this is really Mexico's. Uh, th- this is the best chance they're ever going to have to do it to, to to get to the quarterfinal. And and to me, that's why I think it's so appropriate that it's that it's this group. And it's so appropriate that it's Brazil. Man, that that atmosphere is going to be yeah. insane. So, you know, there, there there are there are a lot of a lot of uh, intangibles that are lining up in Mexico's favor. Uh, Mexico needs intangibles. <laughs> Very much so. You know, intangibles are like are like anabolic. You know, karmic anabolic steroids. You know, see what we could do there. But uh, no, it's uh, it's. I personally believe the stars are aligning for this game. Is is is, is what I'm trying to say. Oh my gosh, you're you're you're, you're starting to believe. <laughs> hey, all, all I know is is that from the, like I said, from the time that that cross goal hit the freaking net until the end of the Korea game, I had a just a, a, a sinking feeling in the pit in my stomach for four days. I was like, man, it's like... I, I don't think for one second these guys aren't aware of how much they've lost to Mexico. I think they're BSing themselves, if they uh, BSing everybody if, if they're going to say they haven't, if they aren't aware of it. Um, I, I think some of that stuff kind of does does weigh on you. I, I know that Mexico finally got over that hump with, with Germany, but I think you know the history of what they had against Argentina. I think that's weight on them in, in, in the previous games. Like all those losses, they're they're carrying it with them going into that next match. I think, and uh, on some level, I, I think that might not to, not to say that they're remotely scared, but that maybe they're not as maybe maybe they'll they'll have some some doubt because a lot of those players have lost to Mexico. Well, I don't know how many of them actually, but I know I know Neymar has, and and, and that to me is, is already a. Juan, you seem to have a better memory of the of, of that Olympic squad. Um, but Mexico's team or yeah, Brazil's? oh Brazil's team, um, of like of, of how many of these guys on the current squad um have actually faced Mexico. You know, you know what? I remember some of the starters. I don't remember everybody. It was the, the, who's, the, who's the central? Diego Silva. Diego Silva. Diego Silva, um, Neymar was on that. Marcelo yeah. was on that team. I, I think they had Juan because uh, you know you're allowed the three overage players. Uh, o- Oscar was the was was on that team. 
Who do you attack? Midfielder, yeah. Neymar, Hulk. Hulk. That's right. Um, who who was the goalie? It, it, it wasn't Ederson. I don't think it was Ederson. It was uh, wasn't it the? Uh, let me. You know what? I'm I'm gonna look it up really quick. But I know Mexico. You know Marco Fabian was there. Uh, H Raúl Jiménez, Giovanni. But you don't Juan think Iben. like like in the minds like on the field, and you you probably know better than 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 I than any of us. You know, you, you play it, and you're a coach. Psychologically, amongst both sides, you could point it and look at other guys on the other side of the field that you've beaten. You know, I've always felt that uh, that Brazil is to Mexico, or Mexico is to Brazil. As what the U.S. is to Mexico is it is it, for whatever reason the one team they can't lose to, and I think that that Mexico has a Mexico has an advantage of that. Yeah, yeah, they I have think... a psychological advantage against against Brazil. They don't quite have it yet with Argentina, but they definitely have it with Brazil. They don't have it remotely close to Argentina with Argentina. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be I'd be shitting breaks. I'd be like, "There's no fucking way we're winning this one." If it was, I, I I don't think. They, you know what? They gotta meet them in the final. Like in a final, I think you know all that <laughs> stuff goes out the window. For, you know, well, if things if things break a certain right. way, it could be in the semifinals in this one. Yeah, and I actually I, I know we, you know we talked about our picks. Uh, I had a had a, I had a Belgium uh, Argentina final. Uh, yeah, but now now there'll be it'll be a semifinal if if they play. So it, 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 let me see. It, it's a uh, I think from Brazil squad, there's a guy named the goalie was named Gabriel, but he's not on the he's not on the senior team. Uh, Rafael something Juan Jesus, Rafael Pereira de Silva, he's not on the squad this year. You know what? A lot of those guys might have been canned. Sandro, is he still around? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, but you still pointed out two big ones. <coughs> So, I mean Neymar, ne- Neymar, Marcelo, um, Thiago Silva was on that team, wasn't he? Yeah, Thiago Silva, he was a captain, man. So I mean, I mean, like that—that's all I'm basically saying. I don't see, I don't mean the whole team, yeah. but like the three, for no, the, well, we, yeah, and and more so for the Mex- for the Mexicans on on the team, where they're like, look, dude, that dude, that dude, that dude, we already kicked their ass. <laughs> yep. Exactly. We just Andrew have to go in there and do it again. Leandro Damayo, is he on the squad this year? Nope, they didn't call him up. Well, bad. let's be honest, Brazil could call up like three teams and then they would all be in the round of 16. And they would all be favored against Mexico. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's... Yeah. let's. But, and they, but really. the reality is they'd be favored on, uh, against just about every team. Yeah. Yeah. So, there's that. Except Mexico and Norway. Exactly. Norway, for whatever reason, has Brazil's number. They uh, were they the last team to beat Brazil in the group stage. I think they were. I don't think Brazil's lost the group game since. In fact, that's the only one I remember them losing at all. So you're you're right, Juan. Maybe uh, maybe Mexico needs to study. Of course, they need to you know grow like a foot. You know, to, like you know, you know, to a man, <laughs> exactly, and uh, yeah, that was uh, 
that was interesting. The uh, the size difference between the Swedes and the Mexicans when they were when they were shaking hands, uh, going down the line at the beginning of the match. Dude, Tolstoy, the the captain. What's the name? I, I forgot how to pronounce it. Uh, uh number four, the, the the penalty kicker. Yeah, the penalty, number four. Yeah, he looks like he looks like 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 someone's dad. He, he yeah, he looks like yeah, man. I'm, I'm the dad bod. Uh huh. <laughs> he had a beard, good, and he's, you know, he's a hell of a defender. He's like, you know, in his mid forties, he looked like, but man, yeah, he was tough, man. Just a big guy, man. You remember Yap Stam, the the Dutch the Dutch guy that uh, went up against uh, uh, Matador, and they like like for eighty minutes, man, he was just uh, just destroying Matador until until the very end when he didn't he didn't have any legs anymore, and Matador got him. But uh, man, that guy was uh, just an absolute bulldog, and that's that's what this guy reminded me of a little bit. Maybe not as, as as intimidating as 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 yeah, but yeah, he definitely uh, locks some stuff down. I, I I all those games, the ninety eight, ninety four. Actually, I heard them on the radio. I don't think I got to see them. Really? Yeah, man. Can you believe that? Wow. The, the America uh, games in the nineties as well. The late two thousand, the early two thousand. Yeah, because back then it was on. It was, the Copa America was on pay per view, man. It was hard to watch. Yeah. In fact, that that was back when pay per view. I don't want to date myself, but uh, like the pay per view channels would be all like you could hear the audio, but the but the signal was like a like a scrambled uh, image, you know, just sitting there shaking. And uh, every you know forty five seconds, so you actually might catch an image, but but at least <laughs> you could li- but at least you could listen to it. So uh, yeah, that was uh, they didn't start televising that on 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 uh, over the air till like two thousand one, I don't think. I think everything else was uh, was pay per view at the time, but it was on the radio, huh? So you didn't get to see the the the, the miracles of the comebacks against Belgium and uh, and Holland. No, man, I I heard them on the radio because I, I remember they had the the little jingle marcador, you know, or tiro right. tiro de esquina. Tiro de esquina, right? I remember that. It yeah. was it was it was Carac- it was Caracol. It wasn't even Andres Canto. It came from Colombia. Oh, it was uh yeah it was, it was uh Cadena Radio Colombiano Caracol was the uh, I remember the that was Colombian then no wonder yeah it was Colombian yeah yeah man all the, all those games I you know it's freaking you know I had nobody to drive me to read us you know what I'm saying like you guys well you know you could have just watched on TV you know. You could have just watched it on TV. No, they, they were they were uh, just. Uh, it's unfortunate you get a chance to see them. They were. Um, it was it was it was really some very very good. You know, probably the best Mexicans ever played in a World Cup was was that France '98. Uh, they it, was uh, outstanding. You know, you know what, Janto? I remember that um, they got criticized because they they entraron de panzazo. You know, because they depended on the. And the result of the other game, uh, I think the Belgium game, even though, um, you know, at the end, I mean, at the, back, at the end, yeah, yeah they, they, they got the result. But you know what? Sometimes that happens, man. No, but I know, but uh, I'm saying like right now it's the same scenario. You know, they kind of, the, they weren't really in until the last day. And uh, and I think in 94, kind of the same scenario, right? They weren't in until the last day. They ended up winning the group. 
I yeah, think. they did because because of, of goal differential. Uh, because actually, not even goal. It was they won that group because they had the most goals because everyone was tied in goal differential. I mean, every, all four teams because they all had the same amount of points. Because mm-hmm. uh, because they all won one, lost one, and tied one, so they all had four points. The original but Mexico, but Mexico scored. Mexico scored the most goals uh, in their games. Uh, they because they had the one two. All all the wins were one zero, except. Uh, Mexico's Ireland win was 2-1, and because of that, Mexico won the group. They won because of most goals. They, they scored three goals. <laughs> Everyone else scored two. They won 1-0, and, uh, and, 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 and then Ireland and uh, Norway tied 0-0, if I'm not mistaken. And, and Mexico tied Italy that time, right? I think they tied uh, 1-1. Yeah, 1-1. 1-1. Italy got to the final, you know. So you, you, you yeah. Italy that. ended up in third place. They ended up in third place. They 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 barely qualified, and then and and then again their round of sixteen match against Nigeria, they had a a very um, soft handball called against Nigeria that Roberto Baggio was able to to, to 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 cash in to to win the game, and I mean Nigeria was they they were they were favorites they they were the favorites in that game. I mean they. And then Italy, uh, you know, you know, then Baggio caught fire. I mean, he, you know, he got that one. They they played, played great against uh, against Spain. He he scored the goals against against uh, Bulgaria. I mean, it was you know, uh, but he players, the players catch point. good players catch fire. I mean, that, you know, that's why. I mean, I would it would not shock me to see you know, a Messi or a Suarez or, you know, something like that. But, but that's why I think Argentina is so dangerous in this, in this round of 16, because they, you know, eke their way in, in, into the, into the round. I mean, they, Argentina, despite winning, it wasn't the win that they put it. It was the fact, it's the fact that Iceland didn't win also. I mean, they were dependent on other results too. You know, d- just winning alone was not enough for them. They had to have a, you know, they had to have an and, not an or for their oh, combination. Hey man, Croatia, you know, Croatia it looks like they're starting to click too. I mean, they're pretty good, you know. Right. Like case in point, Mexico's uh, criteria was a tie, a tie or a win, or a loss by Germany. Or, a like, tie or like a three-two like loss or a two-one loss. Well, yeah, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, so they had they had a bunch of ors. I mean, Mexico's case wasn't a tie or a win and a loss by Germany. You know, they oh. they they did get help. There's there's no question. But but uh, you know they they they, they uh, you know for Mexico they 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 didn't have to. You know, they had the luxury of if they don't get it done, this could still happen for us. Argentina didn't have that luxury because if Argentina yeah. didn't get it done, they were out. Period. Regardless of what happened in the other match, they were out. So it was uh, a very big win for them, a huge win. And, you know, they got the uh, the help they needed from uh, – I mean, Andres Canto, I don't know which, which goal he called more passionately, the Korea goal uh, in the game yesterday or the uh, or the uh, the Croatia goal when they scored their second goal against Iceland. Uh, that, yeah, he he called that one. Pretty, he actually, I've really, I've really enjoyed Telemundo's coverage. Uh, I don't know if you guys have a chance to uh, to watch much of it. It, it is, it has been uh, extremely entertaining. That they've had, had some uh, good announcers. Uh, I, I know that uh, when the World Cup first started, we were wondering about Mr. Cantor's 
energy at the beginning, it obviously picked up. And I think that, you know, now that the World Cup has to, I mean, he was, these last few games have just been outstanding. I mean, he's really, I mean, the, the Columbia one today was was just amazing. Uh, he had a, just a very passionate, emotional call. It was, it was a lot of fun to listen to. It was just, it's, it's been a, it's been a really, really entertaining group stage. I'm not so sure if it was as good as the one in 2014. I think the, 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 that one was excellent. I think this one was, 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 was great too. Uh, I, I think that there weren't as many, uh, really good games, but there were plenty of good games. It was just, it was just a lot of, uh, a lot of fun. So it, it, it starts to tighten up. It starts to tighten up. A lot, a lot more, um, I think uh, I was reading that this is one of the World Cups where, like, every team scored at least two goals or something like that. Right. And it's one of the first times it happens. Or did you mention that or did I hear it on TV? I, I, I didn't say it. You must oh. hear it on TV. But they're right, though. I mean, even even Panama scored two goals. Panama had a, had a 1-0 lead. Y le voltearon la tortilla a Panama, pobrecitos. And they lost 2-1. Not two good. Lost 2-1. They had a minus nine goal differential when they were, it was all said and done, so. But you know what? They were happy to take it. They were happy to have it. They, they were they they were just thrilled to, to, to play in the tournament, and good for them. I, I think so, they, they they can grow from this, right? Of course sorry, they sorry. can. Dan, as you were saying, no, who? Panama. Yeah, I think I think they have room for growth for sure. No, they and were. I uh, was. I I I. Uh, I felt I felt quite good uh, seeing that moment with uh, with Baloy. I felt really good for him. I, 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 I am 100% uh, in agreement with you, Dan. That was that was a, that was a cool moment for the country. Extra cool that it was him. Um, you know, you know, for someone who played and played well in Liga Mekis for. I, had a, a I think very, I think he I think he represents the league on some level for sure. Yeah. At least historically, I mean. You know, he was the the captain when uh, when Monterrey uh, won all their titles, or, or one of them at least. Uh, you know, starting defender for them for many years. Yeah, he was. Uh, there's actually uh, 14 Big Mekis players left in the tournament. It's the se- it's the seventh most represented league in, uh, in, in 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 the players that are left in the tournament. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, how does it compare to MLS? MLS has four, and oh, of course, yeah. and of course, three of those three are Mexico. Of them on Mexico's team. <laughs> so Mexico has it was like nine Mexicans, and it was uh, an Argentine and some Colombians, and a, J- a Japanese player. Who's the fourth guy from MLS though? Because I know you know. Uh, it was it was, uh, it, it, it was some guy from uh, some guy from Sweden, but the, the you know the, the of course the the Japanese player from Mexico or from Mexico was Honda. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to do that in a long time. I just had to had to throw it in there. Who scored a goal, by the way, and has scored a goal in this tournament. He scored the equalizer, uh, like, like, like walking onto the pitch and scoring the equalizer against Senegal, which, which proved to be for, for Japan, the goal that, that, that put them in the knockout stage because they qualify for the knockouts on the fourth tiebreaker, which is fair play, which is based on, on tarjetas, which, uh, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I think it should, there, should, there has to be another criteria or at least draw lots. Because, uh, you know, sometimes you have to take a yellow card and you shouldn't have to be, you know, punished, you know, as, as to whether or not you advance in a tournament because of that. I mean, it's just, it's part of the game. 
Hey John, did you did you mention uh, Rafa Marquez's letter to the to the public? Like he didn't really specify it to it to to who it is, but he went on Twitter. I don't know. If, um, and I guess he you know he say, he says he just wanted to comment to all the to all the the mediocre people saying that that there was a fracaso and entraron de panzazo that that they were being extremely negative and that they were mediocre. Uh, because you know the the talking heads, they're having a field day with with his uh, Twitter statement. I don't know if you if you got a, if you got a chance to. No, I saw it. Yeah, uh, what, and what was so bad with with about, about him saying that? Well, why are they having a field day? Well, I think they're 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 saying he's attacking the fans. That he's telling the fans to 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 shut up, basically. You know, to 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 don't complain. But I think they, to me, they're they're having artistic freedom with with his words i think they're they're taking them out of context uh, of course they are yeah but basically fans. yeah i, I, I think he's me, attacking a certain segment of folks that you know that that that, that, that when stuff like this happened you know they come out of the woodwork to do nothing but but throw shit all over the team yeah and i i think he's throwing it at, at like at the fight decisions at the jose raza you know anytime the 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 team you know to me it's directed at them but he's not gonna come out and say hey you you know hateful press you know i i just think it's i just think it's an interesting angle i think uh the, yeah you know, but i mean press, isn't, isn't that just the press being the press i mean a, a, anything anything to sell yeah man i mean that's true i mean they were trying to provoke like uh like, they were trying to uh bait la volpe i think uh, la volpe had an interview with fighterson regarding osorio's tactics and they were pretty much he was trying to create controversy one way or another, saying that uh, La Volpe was a had been a mediocre manager compared to Osorio, and you know La Volpe is just like, dude, like just he was trying to not give him anything, you know. <laughs> I think he regretted going on the show. Yeah, um, well, I mean it's, I mean, no, Rafa, you know, Chicharito said something today. I don't know if it was on Instagram or wherever it was, but uh, he mentioned. Uh, you know, something not necessarily with those same words, but, you know, kind of the same message. Like, hey, guys, you know, you know, it didn't happen by accident. It happened because we did this and this. So let's not lose sight of that fact. But, you know, let's not lose sight of the fact that, you know, we've got work to blow, you know, whatever it is. And I'm actually really proud of you because so. he has he has taken over the leadership of uh, of the team. And, I, and, 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 as, and as happy as I was seeing that picture, I was also a little, uh, and of course, you know, this is just a, you know a moment in time. But like, 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 if you see, if you see the how the other people are reacting to it, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was a little telling, and that was uh, a little disturbing. But uh, again, that's just, you know, that's just a, you know, a split second in a moment of time. You don't know what could happen after that. So, with some of the other players not paying attention, but uh, oh yeah, I saw. Yeah. But then I saw some other pictures where everyone had his complete attention and it was you know I, i'm happy for chicharito to do that i mean you know you know somebody had you know he is you know i would just go ahead and just give him the the if, if guardado doesn't start or rafa doesn't start give him the 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 gafete. because that's why i think that's why i think he's gonna be a starter for sure oh yeah i mean he is he is the you know he he, he has assumed that role and let's see if he delivers you know, I hope, I hope, I hope so. for his sake, I hope for, for his sake it does. 
you know, he's at that point in his career where, yeah, the, you know, this is, this is where you need something like that out of him. And, you know, you know, he went, he went for his first world cup where he scores a goal and he doesn't know who to celebrate with to yelling at the team for, you know, playing a, a medio gas when they absolutely could not afford to play a medio gas and got their asses, you know, you know, whipped, you know, every which way. And, uh, Good on him. I hope that uh, hopefully they will uh, they will listen to what he had to say and, and and take it to heart. We'll see how that turns out. Now I do have a couple of uh, audio clips I wanted to share with y'all. This is uh, you guys have heard all the other goal uh, calls uh, that we've heard over the World Cup, but we do have a couple more. Uh, this one is is our our friend. Lalo, who, uh, this is uh, Chicharito's goal. Here we go. Let's see. Let's start from the beginning. Here we go. Contragolpe de la selección mexicana. Chucky, Chucky, dásela Chicharo. Regresa el favor. Chicharito, con permiso, Mr. Bruce Lee. Tiro gol de Chicharo. Váyanse a la saga los que dicen que solo en amistosos mete gol. Gol número 50. So there was our boy, uh, Lalo. And then uh, I was also able to uh, find this, which I which I just absolutely loved. This is – let me see if I can find uh, – oh, it's over here on this side. Give me two seconds. But this is just riveting, uh, riveting listening right now. Uh, let's see if I can find this here. Yeah, here it is, here it is. All right, this is the uh, – See if you can guess what happens. Anyway, so that was the, uh, those are some goal calls from uh, from earlier in the week that I've been able to find. You see that uh, we have uh, our another panelist has joined our podcast uh, a little late, but uh, better late than never. He always uh, likes to you know just because you're late. Usually, I play different theme music for him, but tonight, como como castigo. I think there's only one thing we can play to introduce him. Of course, I'm talking about Joel Aceves, who joins us from Orange County. Joel, how are you, sir? Pretty good, man. I fell asleep, John. I knocked out completely. That's okay, Joel. We understand. We understand. You missed, uh, you know, we had a chance to talk to Kit McConico. You you know, you could have had a you could have had a good hour's worth of Argentina talk, but because uh, I know that Argentina is your your uh, your your little movida that you have on the side. Yeah, and, uh, I, I actually had. Uh, I was talking to an old friend of mine from over there. There, it's a bit nervous. Okay. Yeah, but he seemed more excited about the other games. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. If that's their way of coping. 
Well, they do. They do. Uh, they do have a big one now. Now, Hoyle, you you were able to join us on the uh, on our special post game edition that we had uh, uh, yesterday, actually, yesterday afternoon. And thanks to the folks that participated with us on that. And uh, uh, 24 hours later, Hoyle, do you uh, knowing that that you did not have uh, Mexico advancing out of the out of, out of the group stage uh, is uh, is is at what point uh, for you now is this a successful World Cup for Mexico because they exceeded your expectations? Yeah, I would say it is. I mean, I, I know the expectation is the fifth game, but I, I wouldn't call this a fracaso. Uh, I do feel Mexico's group was the group of death. It was that one group where even at six points, you weren't guaranteed you weren't guaranteed, uh, you know, advancing to the next round, and and uh, you had quite quite the surprises going in there. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Mexico had that chance where they would have had that easy road, as we talked about before, and that that's pretty much uh, gone now. Nos tocó bailar con la más fea, as they say. Now we have a uh, Brazil as as well, the you know in in true in true Liga MX Liga fashion you know you know and you know que le ocho le gana el uno and you know there you go yeah yeah and and you know and I also agree with you about how Mexico matches well with Brazil and that that seems like a good a good opponent to take on and and you know it's like you were saying if you beat Germany and Brazil you you know you you position yourself to to win the whole cup, but you know I, I'm seeing it as Mexico is going up against Brazil, but they're kind of going up against them at at uh, I wouldn't say the worst time possible, but they're getting there without their two best defenders. Uh, you know, Araujo missed the World Cup uh, and Lesión, and and uh, Hector Moreno is is suspended. So I think uh, when we Mexico does play Brazil. They have to be at their best. They have to have all the other top players. And oof, does does you, Hugo you know, Ayala does Hugo Ayala have in him the Hector Reynoso emergency <laughs> Gold Cup final appearance performance? Oh man, yeah, that was unexpected. Does 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 does, does he have that? Does, does he have that in him? Who knows, man? It remains to be seen, man. That's, you know how they say, but you have to play the game. You have to play the game. But, uh, yeah, a lot of these matchups look like they're going to be pretty good. Pretty good. They do, uh, they do indeed. Yeah, man. I was, uh, I just got to see a little bit of the England Belgium. I think Belgium is is uh, that was that Sports Illustrator uh, um, Grant Wall. Name, right? Grant Wall. I keep forgetting his name, but he he did have Mexico uh, beating Brazil and then losing to Belgium. I think he has Belgium playing. Yes. Is it Spain in the final? Yeah, he has them losing in the final, right? Yeah, I mean, which think, frankly, which frankly looks like it looks like a really a really solid bet. I mean, Belgium and Spain both. But you know, no, no one though has really, really dominated uh, 
uh, their, their group. I know Belgium got nine points and so did Uruguay. But, uh, Croatia? Did Croatia get nine points too? They did. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Yeah. So yeah. Mexico could have had nine points. Oh, man. But, uh, Would have been the first time ever that they win all three games. Yeah, but the, you know what? I mean, you could win all three games and lose around a 16 game. You can't You know. Well, I mean, you know, just, just for record's sake. <laughs> well, I understand, but I mean, that's, I mean, you know, that, that's like, uh, well, I could use certain analogies, but, uh, you know, it's like, you know, you, it, 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 it's like you won a chance for, uh, for something really cool that you failed at. I mean, that's, it's just, uh, to me, it's uh, it, it, it kind of uh... anyway. I don't want to belittle. I don't want to believe it. nine points is impressive. There's no question. You know, winning all three games is uh, is something that I don't think Mexico has even done in a Copa America. They have done in the Gold Cup, though, but not very often because Mexico usually draws a couple in the Gold, in the Gold Cup too. So it's definitely you've talked me into that point. It it it, it is uh, an impressive accomplishment. Now, now that now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> you were very persuasive, Joel. You were very persuasive. Ah, drinking a dos X now. So, so Joel, now that, now that we have you on, uh, profe uh, left, dude. I'm a smell. Profe se fue down. Did you? Did you cut one like the profe did on Wednesday, Joel? Oh no, man, you? profe. Prophet was rotting away that night. You know, and I, and I do, oh. I do want to, I do want to apologize to our to our listeners for having to be subjected to that. That was, uh, you know, I know I play a lot of a lot of drops and audio effects. But, you know, there's there are things I just draw the line on. You know, we have <laughs> we have a variety of drops that that, that that we play on this show. You know, we have our our you know if something important happens. You know, there, there's like a, you know, especially you know for Chivas when things are going bad, there's always the, the, the important news. We have all of our America stuff, which, which which we will be jumping into again once 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 the league. So even 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 Joel's, uh, just so we can go down memory lane, we have one for Joel. Ah yes. You know, just you know, whenever we need to give you a little pick me up, we're able to do that for Joel. So yeah, we have a. Uh, but I would never. I would. Ne- I just would never. You know, have have those count. Those <laughs> I think he was just really excited. Well, He's you know, excited. He, you know, he hadn't fed the dog, so maybe. So maybe. Uh, you know, it was. Uh, <laughs> there was something uh, going on with that. There was something going on with that. Hey, I, I was going to tell you guys uh, that group from Monterrey, los tres. Man, it's a tongue twister. Los, los, los tres, tres tis, tristes tigres. Tristes, yeah, yeah. There you go. They did a selection song. So there's two really good selection songs. One is a corrido. Uh, I forgot this comedian. I forget his name. It's Charlie, Charlie something. He does really funny voiceovers, and uh, and then he, and then they did a song just recently too. Well, um, yeah, those guys actually are. Great time. And by the way, how about how about how about a little. Uh, we were asking the fans to be more creative before the World Cup. Joel, uh, you, you, you particularly, you want them to, and naturally came up with some, some new, some new cheers. You know, some, some new things to say. You know, they, they, they do the uh, El Chucky Lozano to the, to the Seven Army song. They do that, and they did it to Prof. Osorio. Oh, 
We are, we are I, I don't think I don't think that's that's creative. I was hearing the Seven Nation Army song since way back in uh, well, the but, 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 at least, at least they're I, coming up with their own words for it for the first time ever. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but you know, we got so oh, many yeah, oh, brilliant yeah, troubadours. We we paso, got all these paso a paso, paso a paso. Well, they also yeah, came but, up with with the chant, the amigos coreanos ahora son hermanos. So there was that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's those are like little catchphrases, man. We we got like you know, and, and we you, talked you, about you, this you before. You have to start somewhere. You have to. Start, I mean, it, it sounded a hell of a lot better than, than than hearing puto over and over and over again. It does, and it does better than the Cielito Lindo ten fifteen minutes into the match. No, and Cielito Lindo be, is, a, is a post goal yeah. song. That is a post goal song. Yeah, or it was when you have the match won and then you're celebrating. Exactly. It's like the celebration song. Or maybe your team's losing and you, you're, you know, you're giving them the send-off, uh, you know, sing, singing Don't Cry. But it, it then it became at like, okay, let's just start singing it at 10 minutes into the game. And then it became something with um, marketing, you know. If you go to Molero games, the stadium would start playing it at the 30-minute mark. Well, the the other but, chant you know, that they were doing a lot and then doing at the beginning of the matches was the uh, there was a como ven, como ven, somos locales otra vez. Yeah, those a lot of those are old though. They're just you know hey, but, they but, weren't. But again, again, at least you heard them, Joel. I mean, again, these are. So I need. I want more, John. I I demand more. Well, I think Mexico has this brilliant catalog built in in a day. It wasn't, but it all it takes is one group to do it and then uh, be loud enough and then everyone's going to start. You know, Chile Nacional is, is the other, you know, va a probar el Chile Nacional is, is one of the old, you know, it's one of the old ones too. Did, did Germany um, probar el Chile Nacional? Did they, did they have an overdose? They, is that what happened? They did, of, of two different Chiles. <laughs> um, but you have songs like, you know... Um, we talked about this a while back, how like in Argentina or, or even in England, they they use they use like the lyrics from songs that they have, you know. So you have like Fito Paez singing "La Alegría Mi Corazón," and, and the Argentine fans turn it into a song. And when it comes to that, I think Mexi- Mexicans have a brilliant catalog stuff, you know. So you have. Some songs like Volver, Volver, you know, you, you could sing that one and it will be uh, again, really I, good. I, I, you see I, the lyrics I, I, to I, that I, song. Fan of the song Guadalajara, which I think is the iconic uh, Mexican song, period, hands down. There's 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 no second. Why Mexico fans don't at least do the I, I, I chant of that of that song during a match is beyond me. It's beyond me. I know. It's, we got... There's so many, so many great stuff to choose from, man. And, and we go with Seven Nation Army, which other teams are doing it. Even Celito Lindo, the Spanish fans were doing that way before the Mexicans. Um, so <laughs> I don't know oh. what's going on right there, John. We're lacking so much in creativity when it's, it's, you know, you have, you have, uh, these other groups and comedians. Maybe, maybe Seven Nation Army started in, uh, you know, at a, at a Union de Curtidores game. I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, or, or, or oh, over, at the, over, over at the Jaiba Brava, 
en, en, en Tampico, by the way, Jaiba Brava en Pumas, square off en Copa MX. I, uh, not that I'm, I'm up, I'm up to date on all the grupos, but I did happen to catch Unam's schedule and the little, they had the little side from the Copa MX and they have, uh, they get to play the Jaiba. So the two, you know, the two uniforms that constantly compete for the best uniform in, in, in Mexican soccer, uh, uh, going head to head, see who, uh, who wears it best. And of course, there's also Leones Negros Joel, which, Joel, you should, well, next time you go to Guadalajara, you should, you should pick up a Leones Negros shirt. You know, sure reminds me of the hot dog on a stick. The sure. corn dog? The corn dog, man. It's like, I feel like drinking some lemonade. <laughs> it looks, that's what it looks like. And you guys have a chance to. You know, when I was Google a kid, the, uh, I know what you mean. The, uh, the, that, that, that <laughs> yeah. striped shirt was always the home shirt. And then, and then the away shirt was always an all white strip. And then, and, 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 and the escudo was enlarged in the middle of kind of like the Pumas used to do. Uh, and it was, it was that really cool Leon Negro logo, you know, kind of big in the middle of black in the middle of a white shirt. Yeah. It was badass. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know why they haven't. They got a plenty to work on right there. And, uh, the, you know, that's a popular team. What I had, I, I would, I would venture to say that if, if they somehow manage the way to, to solidify themselves in the first division, they're going to give out that that's a hell of a run for popularity. Yeah. I, and you could see people jumping ship because Atlas has just been a clusterfuck for well, like, they've been I'm surprised class. their fans hang on, hang on as long as they have. That's, you know, people make fun of Cruz Azul, but. We said it here, John. Atlas is the real Cruz Azuleada, man. They're the real deal. There, yeah. you start talking about Cruz Azuleada, Atlas is like, hold my beer. Yeah, no. Um, at yeah. least Cruz Azul oh. has these brilliant uh, eras, you know, La Máquina and, yeah. and yeah. Atlas says, hold my pony keg. <laughs> uh, yeah, Atlas has what? What was the last time they lost the final in ninety? Somewhere in the nineties against Cardoso. Um, Right. Oh, like 97 or 99 or something like that? Yeah. I remember Marquez was, was, Crying. I think it was his, probably his last tournament in Mexico before he left to Monaco. Oh, but I remember, I remember Marquez course's penalty and he, he grabs his, uh, his crotch. He's showing his testicular fortitude. Well, if we see, uh, Rafa in the Brazil <clears throat> match, then. Hopefully that'll be that'll be a good sign because that means that so you, is, uh, is, is winning. You see him starting then? No, nah, we were talking about that earlier. Uh, I would. I mean, it has to be uh, Salcedo and and Ayala in the middle, and, and Machina has to play on the wing again. It has to has to. As long as someone helps. You know, my machine not have to deal with two on ones because that was that was bad, bad bad defense. You know, it was uh, Sweden always had the the numerical advantage. It was it was it was uh, at least on the on the plays where they got the goals. Muy uh, muy pobre, unfortunate for Mexico because I was thinking about that they, they they got a goal scored on a rebound and then of course a penalty and then an auto goal. So like like the three worst ways to to get scored on, you know, not necessarily in the run of play, just you know, happy. The two were happy accidents. It was rough. 
it was uh, it was it was a lot of bad luck in one game. Hopefully, uh, you know the, uh, the the soccer gods smiled on him with uh, giving him the you know Germany's by virtue of not winning. You know, even if they drew, they were they were out. But then you know, Korea got the two goals and ultimately knocked them out. They 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 they're gone. Hoy, they're back in Germany. They 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 flew from the stadium. They went to the airport uh, out of the stadium and went straight back to Germany. No se quedaron. No. The champions curse, John. They were no hit se, with the yeah. champions curse. Is it is, yeah. is the champions curse as big as, as as the number one seed in the in the liguilla? The, the number one seed curse in the liguilla. It's it's right up there, yeah. Campeonitis. In Mexico, they call it the campeonitis. Yeah, it's pretty similar, man. When I, like you said, John Brazil has been the only one. It seems to be a European thing, you know, the you know, European and, and, champions curse. And and not not to cheapen Mexico's win because I won't, but in, instead of saying you know this cheapens Mexico, how about you say you know what Mexico broke them? Mexico broke them. A little a little PR, you know, a little PR. You don't say oh this cheapens Mexico. No, no, Mexico broke Germany. They they broke yes. Germany. That would be the better way of looking at it. But I'm I'm a bit amargado, John. You know me. I saw Germany coming in broke already. Uh, exactly, hey. because Mexico broke them. Mexico broke. Well, so here's what I have to say about that, Juan. Uh, in the lead up to to Brazil, uh, at least in the friendlies, you know, Germany didn't look like world beater. They tied Cameroon. Yeah. Two two, and Cameroon ended up being ended up in thirty second place in the World Cup, and obviously, you know, Germany ended up in first. Yeah, but leading up to this World Cup, they were like on a seven match winless streak. I mean, if, even if you're yeah, you know, but, 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 no fueron contundentes, which is which is the one thing I think in our, in, in our entire lifetime we've never seen Germany be is, is not be efficient in front of goal. That's it's who yeah. they are. They were like Hugo Sanchez Olympic team. Exactly. <laughs> the ghost of of, oh, of, 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 of Santi Fernandez. The, missing know, shot after shot with the qualification on the line. This is, isn't there some 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 uh, spell in the in the in the Harry uh, Potter series where, where you enter the body of somebody else? Somebody cast the the Santi Fernandez spell on. Damn. On a, on Germany. It worked. <laughs> Whoever that did, bless your soul. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they well, just I, you know they, they were playing bad. You know, people say, well, you know, their midfielders are probably yeah, but they were still again. I mean, they they probably like you know twenty something shots on goal in each one of those games. <laughs> they did that, even the Mexican Yeah, and and you know because you you talk about a lot of people are saying how that's Mexico's probably best match in World Cup history ever against Germany. Now I'm not, I'm not too sure about that, uh, but if you look at the stats, yeah, Germany dominated. A game against Mexico, possession shots pretty much in every every line if you look at it. Well, I mean that's um, usually that's but, usually what happens. That's usually oh Marcelo se recuperó, so Marcelo will be available. Maybe yeah, next, that that well, is good. That is good news for Mexico. Sp- speaking of Harry Potter, 
Ah, uh, you know, Harry Potter or spells. I think the Cruz Azulada, man, I, I think it backfired. Backfired on the fans, John. I, I think they, they I couldn't, some bad mojo. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more, Joel. I'm afraid I just blew myself. That's exactly <laughs> what Mexico did. You, you know, cause I think that that was just in bad taste. To, uh, cause that's, that's like a time honored tradition, you know. If, if you're at a World Cup and, and, you, you know, and for anybody that's, that's been to one or that's gonna go to one, it's, it's one of the beautiful things about being, being in that ambiente. You're gonna be next to a bunch of fans from all over the world. And for the most part, they're all friendly. And that's a big thing sometimes that you'll, you'll trade jerseys, you know. Sure. You guys are partying and it's like, it becomes like a memory. So here you go. So you to have a bunch of Mexico fans that that they took us as old jerseys, and and you know you're with some well-to-do wishing fans, and and you you give them that sort of like in bad taste, you know, like here so that your team can lose. It's kind of messed up, you know. They're buying your drinks and stuff, and and here you are trying to curse them. So yeah, I think. It came back, you know, just because the ill intent, that's why it came back. Well, that's why, and, and I think I pointed it out on Twitter. I mean, if, if, if you need those kinds of symbols, you know, to, to get you through something, you know, you know, send the ones that have the positive mojo, you know, the, the Pumas, you know, Chicharito scores <laughs> a goal. What, what, what is in front of that goal? There's, there's two <laughs> Pumas symbols. There. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the Rory Puma, yeah, man. Um, I mean, <laughs> or, you know, or, or Santos, you know, you know, teams that have, that have good mojo, you know. Cruz Azul, they, you know, Lepelaz do his, his thing. Hopefully his, his hit points will be enough to overcome the, uh, to overcome the scourge, which I, 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 I do think that topic for another day, but I think you and I are both very bullish on, on Cruz Azul's chances to, uh, ah, yes. to remove all the grayscale. <laughs> Great scale. Yeah, I I do think uh yeah, they're leaving the they're leaving their old stadium which you know funny enough there was a lot of talk that it was cursed. I think it was their training grounds that was they were built next to a cemetery. Uh so they're leaving all of that stuff behind they're moving back to the you know mystical Azteca. You know, that's where they yeah, well, live they some of their stadium, great moments. Where their stadium is being built. Yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, but you know, you've seen like how Belay's been building the team and it's, it's very impressive. No, he has definitely, uh, made some, some moves that, uh, but I don't want to get into the whole because we, we have, we have a World Cup to talk about. So. World Cup? So, so but the but other. Group- no, that, 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 that. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go <laughs> no, ahead. really quick. I mean, it's a big change from other seasons when Cruz Azul, they would bring in like a striker and they would get him so late that he wasn't ready to play till like three, four match weeks right. in. Jornada Siete. <laughs> yeah, Jornada Siete. This is a new striker. And, you know, and then it takes him four more Jornadas well, to well, well, even adjust. What what Cruz Azul now has, which they haven't had in, you know, ten years, is seriedad. They have seriedad. They have, they have, they have a purpose. They have a plan. You know, they have, they have, they have someone who, 
has a vision, and we just haven't had that. So let's see how it all. You know, poor Marquitos, he's he's going off to to Kuala Lumpur in 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 in, uh, in Malaysia. You know, the time difference won't necessarily allow. Although we can still watch the games because you know you know Liga MX is big in Malaysia. He's going to find out. But uh, you know, oh, Cruz Azul, Cruz Azul is going to start doing well. You know, and and, and he's not going to get a chance to see it. His <laughs> streaming. He's gonna have that Chivas TV streaming. Well, uh, I don't, I don't so know. If he wants he might... to... Well, he, you know, I'm sure he'll be living in the Patronus Towers. So, uh... <laughs> so uh... you know, he, he, I think his internet's gonna be his is gonna be okay. Anyway, so, yeah. so, so 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 back to the World Cup. What before we? Before hey, he we... could do that old school following, where he, you know, where you get the old magazines and you're getting right. the results he'll from, find out. He'll from find last out month, weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> Weeks later, that Cruz Azul is, you know, has 15 points after seven games. Oh man! Or, or, or whatever it is. So, so Joel, back back to the World Cup, Joel. So we have the round of 16. Uh, we haven't actually gone through the round, but we'll go ahead and uh, let me see if my little my trusty little calendar has uh, has filled in the teams on my little app yet. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it has. Let's see if it's all if it's all in the place. Uh, it has. How about that? So we have France. How about this day? France, Argentina, Uruguay, Portugal. I mean, yeah. boom, right off the huh? bat, the, the two best matchups of the round of 16. Boom, and, boom. and and if they both win, you'll have the Clásico Sudamericano. One of the, it's right up there with the England-Scotland, one of the oldest. Oh, yeah. Oldest uh, matchups that you have. And it was actually the very first very World first Cup final. final. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but it would be intense. Uh, yeah, I was talking to my friend, El Profe. He's actually a profe. He's a professor at the University of Buenos is, Aires. Is he a Cambiarraya? Does he have Cambiarraya too? No, no. He's a hardcore River Plate fan. And uh, yeah, that dude was nervous, man. He's been he's been nervous for the whole, I guess, pretty much the whole tournament. Well, that's what um, uh, what, what Kick said about Argentines is, is is that he said, you know, that's that's what Argentina does is is that they just they will they will just 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 squeeze the last nerve out of you. They 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 they, they, they just they just make everything so harrowing for all Argentine fans that that, <laughs> yeah. uh, that, yeah. that, that that's, just, that's just the way it is. I would say he's spot on, yeah, because I was talking to him and he just seemed to want to avoid the Argentina topic altogether, man. He. He kept talking to me about Mexico and the other stuff. That's funny. And I was like, and I can, no, I need, I need some RG info right now. Well, I'm see gonna... what's going on in, in your camp. Because, you know, the, the, I think San Paoli had to, you know, there was like a mutiny. And, well, yeah, and, he is... and they wanted Sampa out. And, he, you he's know, basically, you know how, how Memo Cantu for, for the longest time was the travel agent? <laughs> what 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 uh, what San Pauli is now is that he's the guy that that gives the card to the referee to tell him that there's, there's a change. That, that, that's what San Pauli is now. He he sets the he sets the orange cones and he's like the Uber driver. That, that's, that's right. <laughs> and he and he's the one who writes the name on a little piece of paper to give to the ref yeah. after the after either Mass Chair or, or Messi tells him who to who to take out and who to put in. Yeah, they were saying that for the match he was asking I think Messi if one of the cambios. If he was all right yeah. with one of if, the... If, if he was okay to bring Kunin. <laughs> God damn. This is, this is straight Sunday pub. 
you know, that's from the, well, the, from the amateur soccer. <laughs> at the beginning of the show, Joel, is that I, I personally, and I've been saying this for since last week when they lost 1-0. So that if, if, if they make the round of 16, I would be really, really leery of them because, you know, now, you know, all these games are, you know, the, no one's going to be taking as many chances. And, you know, they're, they're, they're an extremely patient team, probably the most patient team in the tournament. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, they, they can play whatever style you want. And well, well, this is, dominate it well. this is what Professor did manage to tell me. And he said, he said he's, he's hoping at least one of their top players gets a fire lit under his ass. He said, if it's Kuhn, if it's Di Maria, it's like it just, it just has to be one of those guys. That is going to start playing, you know, at their best, and he's like that. That would propel us to to the final, and I agree. I think if they have some of those players that that are, you know, they that are the game changers that have that, they could turn a match into their favor in one or two plays. And that's you know, Messi. That's I don't think he's he's really done that, you know, this World Cup. But he has that potential where he, he could just well, kill a did, match in he one. Did, uh, he did score an outstanding goal against. I mean, an outstanding goal against Nigeria. I know, but they finished. They finished that game, you know. Yeah, but but I mean, that's what Argentina does. I mean, I mean, Argentina. Obviously, they, 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 didn't, they didn't do it against Croatia, but I mean, Argentina. And and as 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 your as 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 Profe Mijonario points out. If, if one of their players gets hot, if one of yeah. their players gets hot, then I'm telling you, look out, Argentina. Look, I think they make the final. I think I think that they they would be the best team on that side of the bracket, even better than Brazil. I think. Yeah, and they got quite a few players, including Dybala, who hasn't played it. Even that guy can has that potential, you know. And he's in the best. <laughs> You don't have a player like that on the bench, man. He, he's that'd the be best like, player be like, of the, that team be... that's won four, four <laughs> Scudettos in a row. Yeah, that'd be like Mexico <laughs> having a Cuauhtémoc in his prime and he's sitting on the bench. Right. <laughs> that's insane, man. I, I think, you for, know, for, and then they were... machine for Ramon Ramirez, you know, since <laughs> 1992. You know, it'd be like if he hadn't gotten injured. Damn. Yeah. I was I was reading the forums in the Big Soccer, and they were talking about like Mexico's lack of progress, and I, and I feel like there's been a lot of progress. If you've seen the history of Mexican soccer in the past 20 years, there's been a lot of progress where the team just and even just to stay, like like I don't think sometimes fans realize how difficult it is to stay within like the top 15, even top 20 teams, just to stay at that level for years. It's very difficult. You'll see teams like Wales, Croatia, you know, other teams go in for like maybe a four-year cycle and then fall off and kind of disappear. And the other thing and, that uh, folks need to realize, Joel, is that, you know, the group stage is becoming more and more difficult for yeah. for teams to make <laughs> it through. And, you know, for Mexico to be able to do it as long as they have, I mean, that, that seven is, times that in is, a row. Is a, uh, seven times in a row chronologically, yes. but for for their for, for themselves, eight times in a row. Eight because times. They did. They did, they did it. In, they didn't play ninety, but in, in the World Cups that they've played, in, oh, okay, eight, yes. eight times in a row. Okay, their eight last times, eight World right. Cups. 
Yeah, that's and and you know when you look at the the big picture nine, now nine now all oh, nine, nine in the last ten. Yeah, and that's only Brazil that's been able to do that. Exactly. It used to be Brazil, Germany, and Mexico. Now it's just Brazil and Mexico. Yeah. And, so, I mean, and I know. Go ahead. Yeah, and I know it doesn't seem like a big deal because we got used to it. As Mexico fans, we got used to it. So, you know, gigantes, see, de, gigantes you, del grupo. I don't see how you can ever get used to that because it is, I mean, for Mexico, it was always hard. I mean, it was always, I mean, I mean, uh, Martin yeah, even had had a great uh, term, but I never heard before. And I'm sure, I don't know if it's a common saying or not, but he's, but you know, it was, uh, I should find the tweet specifically, but it was like, you know, that the, the goal against Germany, you know, was upsetting. And now we're going to have to watch our third game con Jesús en la boca. And I can't think of a better way to say it, but that's how the Mexican <laughs> World Cup games have been for me since, yeah. you know, since 1986. I mean, that's just how they are. Mexico, again, I mean, Mexico is not as your, nope. you know, they're a top 20 team, but they're, they're not a top five team. No, and, but, but and, team, I, yeah, but the fans have become spoiled where it's like, they don't know what it's like to have your team go home after the group stage, to have your team eliminated by the second game. You know, yeah, yeah. they just don't, I, I, they don't Peru, know that field. Ask Peru, the Peru and their fans, if, if, <laughs> if they wanted to lose 3-0 in the last game and still make the knockouts. Ask them if they would have taken that compared to what oh. they had to live through. I got to yeah, tell you. I and after 30 you, years of not being at the yeah, World Cup. The, 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 Peru, <laughs> the, the Peru games, every, every single one of them, even the one when they were eliminated, the atmosphere was, was off the charts, just out, incredible. Yeah, no, Mexico fans have been spoiled, man. Um, you know, to just, it's a big deal, man, just to be able to get to World Cup and then still stay past that round, you know, to be at the, at the round of 16. And at that point, you're already at the top 16 teams in the world. Um, and I, and I think, uh, you know, they, they don't see it as they forget, you know, they, they forget that Mexico at one time was like, Panama, Panama was celebrating. They lost. What was it? Six, six, one. They were celebrating that one goal. It was their first ever World Cup goal. They were celebrating it almost like it was a win. I don't know if you heard the the narrator. He's crying. The whole Panama. Well, just when they were uh, playing the uh, the national anthem for the for their first game, there's footage of them just yeah. just just sitting there. The, the announcers just hugging and crying each other. You know, crying and hugging each other. It was a, it was a huge. You know, it was a huge accomplishment for Panama, and 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 remember, I mean, these were this was a country that that twelve years ago, I mean, they, they made their first and only hex at that time, and you know, two thousand, and they just they they had they they built it from nothing, and I hope that they I hope that they're able to continue. Hope that yeah, able and continue. you know, and just like looking at Mexico, I, I believe Mexico's first win didn't come till the nineteen fifty four World Cup. Fifty eight. Fifty. See, that's not. That's not that far off if, if you look at it. Yeah, so that was there. I think it was because they did 30, but they didn't do the uh, the other two. So 30, 50, and then 54, 50. So they're by the, by their fourth world their fourth World Cup was when they got their first win. Yeah, and then and so and that was just like the first win. And in the 78 World Cup, they're going three and zero. You know, they're getting their asses handed to them and just being sent back home packing and oh, yeah, this is 78 that's that's after even hosting the world cup why so, are you yeah, why are you so mean to me ho and make it, bringing that up <laughs> bringing you know, back some bad were you alive in 78 ho did you were you i was barely just barely there you know i i was just opening my eyes yeah 
Yeah. It's not, it's not nice, man. It was that was I was a, I was six, I was like six years old, so it was like it was like traumatizing. Because <laughs> you know you. you you were like Gonzalo's children. Well, I mean, what, what it did, it was like, it made me wonder exactly. Except yeah, se le, te están viendo los niños. Except that was the one that made me wonder. So I was like, it was like good God, are we this bad? I had no idea. I was like, geez, we're just going to ask it. So we waited four <laughs> years for this. Well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what a, what a mundial was until, until they started. So they get the, yeah, yeah, but I mean, you're a little kid. You right. see your team get their asses handed to them, and then it's like, Get to wait for years till, till you see your team again, and then it's like, uh, guess what? They're not going. They didn't qualify. So seven years you get your asses handed to you. Eighty-two, you don't even make it to the World Cup. I remember that too, and I remember Ugo, Ugo was. <laughs> um, they were playing. They were playing the tournament in Honduras because they they would do an hexagonal in the in, in one play. It was it was like the Gold Cup, basically, is what it was. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of, yeah. I, I think that they, they should go back to that. I think that that would be really. Uh... Well, they would have stayed there. You would have had teams like Panama, even Guatemala, qualify for. You know. Yeah. They would absolutely. have. They, they would have been at the world. But anyway, so uh, yeah, so and then Ugo was playing in Spain, so because their their season always ends a little later than most. So and then back then they didn't have to give anybody up. You know, they're like, you know, you're not getting them. He's playing. He's so he landed like the day before the last game and started. Against Honduras, the game that they had to win, and uh, they, they tied zero zero, and, and Hugo had the best chance, and it just it just slipped, you know, inches inches wide. Yeah, and they didn't make it, and it was Honduras and El Salvador, and El Salvador got just pounded. Uh, yeah, I think it's the most lopsided defeat yeah, ten, in World ten, Cup ten, history. Ten, yeah, just just awful. To a terrible, <laughs> the worst part it was a terrible team that did it to them. It was hungry, just not a very good hungry. team. Hungry. Yeah, the hungry. That there's the one team that it's like people don't hear about. Like some people won't even know if you're being serious. If that that's a country, you know, right? It's not a comercial de sneakers. And exactly. and they and you know making it even worse, they had their best player ever. Yeah, they, they had the magic man right there. Magical. I was supposed to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Unfortunately, the dude was the only thing he was making disappear was bottles. Became a hardcore alcoholic, but that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's it could be very brutal, man, and very difficult. And I I think a lot of times Mexico fans they don't realize how difficult it is. You know, and then and the way to, even to having a World Cup, you know, playing games at the Estadio Azteca was hard because I mean it's a World Cup game. They they beat Belgium two to one. Uh, Kirarte scored and Hugo on set pieces, mind you, and uh, then they they played. Paraguay and they scored a goal like in the first minute, but then they, you know, then Hugo missed a penalty there at the end. And even against Iraq, against Iraq at the at the at the Azteca, they they only won one zero. So even in that World Cup, it was it was it was a slog for Mexico to get through the group. <laughs> and it was yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it was tough, and uh, you know, and and again, I mean ninety, I mean ninety four was. Uh, we were talking about that earlier too. I mean, the, the tightest group I think in history. I mean, everyone had four points, and Mexico went through because they were the only ones that had a two goals in one game, so they had more goals than anybody. Yeah, goal differential. It was, the, it was just no, it wasn't goal differential. It was goal score because they were all tied on goal. Everyone had the same goal. Differential. Oh, I thought they were. I thought I. Yeah, I thought but, they but, had that. But everyone, everyone else's win was a one-zero in that group. Mexico was the only one that won two-one. So because yeah. of that. They had a... Yeah, they they lost against Norway 
1-0 with Tage missing right in front of I don't know how he missed. He was like five inches from the yeah, porteria. In the and same he, way that I don't know how Carlos Vela missed. <laughs> on, against us. Yeah. yeah, and then there was the 2-0 win over Ireland. And then the 1-1 draw against Italy, who who made it all the way to the final. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, Joel. Years ago, when uh, Mexico lost uh, a qualifier to the U.S. in Columbus, and it was a weird game because Giovanni started off and he he almost scored like in the first three minutes. Uh, Tim Howard made a great like foot reflex save. It was on a play from uh, Neri Castillo. Neri Castillo and Giovanni were starting forwards for God's sakes. It was like they were great. It was great. It was great. You know? Yeah, it seems surreal talking mm-hmm. about that. And it was uh, like Mandela effect. So they almost get a goal, and then you know, then it didn't, didn't play out, and then the U.S. get you get the first goal, and there's a free kick, and Mexico plays it perfectly, and Giovanni slides to score. What he ends up doing is he ends up he ends up blocking the shot from going into the net. And uh, oh, man. from from that moment, I was like, holy crap! I hope I hope that this that this didn't just you know Gio for life. You know, because you know, play like that is like is like. But you know, luckily it didn't. You know, he ended up having a having a having having a great career. Uh, for his his only good career as a professional has been you know with the national team. So it uh, it all worked out well for him. Because I was hoping he wasn't going to get quemado like uh, like like Gauchito uh, Avila and the and the other guy from uh, America, El Torito Silva. Who were both quemados for life after the Olympic thing? Oh man, yeah, tough stuff, man. All right, so but but back to the back to the World Cup. Well, we are we are going on some very dark places. So we're talking. <laughs> no, no, I mean, but that that's what makes the World Cup, you know, what it is, and and anything can happen going into that. I have it at sixty forty, John, sixty favor of Brazil, forty Mexico. Um, but yeah, anything can happen, and and that's. So you that's, would not be you would not be surprised at all to see Mexico win that game. That is what it sounds like. No, yeah, absolutely not. I mean, just because, uh, you know, yeah, Mexico has already uh, sembrando raíces. They already, they already got a couple massive wins over Brazil under their belt. There's that reference of we've beaten Brazil before. Right. Well, and, so and, and, and it's not just it's but it's it's not just you know air quote beating Brazil. What Me- Mexico has has beaten Brazil at, at very important milestones in 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 their in their international soccer palmares. You know they they they, they beat yeah. Brazil in the 2017 uh, the 2005 rather U17 in Peru. They beat yes. for the Olympics. They beat Brazil for the Confederaciones. And 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 what the Olympics was was the one title they really wanted because. Right. They had not ever won it, and they had Neymar in that. You know, there's that famous picture of of it looks like uh, Corona. Corona's uppercutting him. But <laughs> um, yeah, they had never. They just won it. They ended up winning it. I think the the following Olympics, but that was the one title they didn't have. I mean, your Brazil, they got this brilliant, you know, trophy case, and it's missing at the Olympics, and. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the the London one seemed like that was it for them, and then Mexico comes. You know, it it seems like what better opponent you know to face in a final and and to win it, and they end up beating you. Right. 
So so all of all of Mexico's milestone wins have 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 come against against Brazil. So so to me that's what I'm saying you know this would be a milestone win for Mexico. So who better to do it against than than Brazil? I mean it is it is it it is and I, and and I cannot say it enough it, it is the one big team that for whatever reason Mexico Mexico plays and plays well against. So let's hope for more of the same. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's there's a lot of great matchups lining up. Yeah, so uh we have, we have that and then we have uh the France, Argentina, Uruguay, uh, Portugal. So so you're hoping there Joel, you're hoping the Clásico del Plata. I wouldn't mind seeing it, man. That would be something else. It would be uh I mean it would be we 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 asked a question when this came up earlier over and under on on on, on red cards. What, what's your number? Red cards? Yeah. For for what game? For Uruguay Argentina. How many how many red cards? What's your? <laughs> I would maybe so I'm, I'm, two I'm, or I'm, three. I'm going to say two, <laughs> but over two or under two? Over two or under two? Yeah, I would. Oh man, that's a tough one. It's uh, I'm right in the middle of that. Cause I'll say oh, I'll say under two. Under. And a bunch of yellows. Oh, they'll be they'll be like, like nine yellows. Yeah, and they could have been more red cards, but but the ref's not gonna want to throw the match away. Uh, well, see the red the red cards that I'm thinking of, or if or if someone's winning two zero and they just wanna. <laughs> ah, they're not gonna lose both fights, huh? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> Argentina did that against Croatia pretty significantly, uh, but they they just didn't get red carded for it. But there was some, there was some hitting yeah. going on there at the end of that game. They were doing some stuff that uh, was was impressive. And Layun tried to do it, and it, he just came off as an as an as an amateur. Yeah, he's he's missing the dark arts. Yeah, he. uh Exactly, exactly. He uh, he didn't uh, he, he was not subtle about what he was doing. Not subtle at all. So and then we have uh we have Belgium, Japan, and then Mexico, Brazil. We'll talk about that bracket in a second. So over on the other side, Hoyd, we have we have Spain, Russia, Spain, Russia, and uh Denmark, Croatia on the top half. So out out of those four who uh who makes the semis for you? Yeah, uh, Spain. I think Spain's going over Russia. Um, and then... Spain-Croatia would, would be a fascinating quarterfinal. Yeah, I think the other one's a toss-up for me. The Denmark-Croatia, I think, could go either way. Um, but then, I, I say, like, see, seeing Croatia do what they did to Argentina and then doing the whole six points, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they're the favorites. To win, to win that, um, to win that matchup. Right. And then but they, I do think. Go ahead. I do think if you see a Brazil Belgium, that could be like one of the, you know, one of the best games of the tournament. We can only hope so. I would also think that Mexico Belgium would be a, would be an entertaining match as well. Yeah, so. I, I've I've lost my faith, John. <laughs> well, you already said you, 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 you hedged. You hedged. 
you said 60 40 so you 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 know you've left yourself you left the window open coil you're right. no i did i did because you can't discount even even though they played bad you and, closed the door it, but you did it, <laughs> i left the window open <laughs> no and and this other thing the other thing is that mexico plays better as underdog so i mean they still have a few things in their favor but i just see the the negatives outweigh the positives well, Mexico has the intangibles on, on their side. You know, like I said, they, they, they like being the underdog. They, they like having a chip on their shoulder. You know, I think that the, the way that the fans reacted to the, uh, to the loss, you know, if, if it galvanizes the, the, the team into having a chip on their shoulder, so be it, you know, cause they play a lot better with one. So if, yeah, if, if they're trying to make that happen, then let, you know, let them make it happen. Uh, you know, the whole Brazil thing that we've talked about and just, uh, you know, the, the history that they have. And, 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 it, and it's not just, I'm not just saying that just, you know, a random Mexican. We're talking about, you know, there are players that live through this, you know, that, that, that beat Brazil at the U17, that beat them in the Olympics. You know, there are guys that were on those teams that did that. And uh, so. Yeah, that, but that, some of why, these guys, are they even going to play? Because you have like, you have like Oribe Peralta, you have like Giovanni, like, are they, and those guys are bench right now. Well, I and mean, even it's, Fabian it's just, is bench. It's just, it's just, it's just good to, you know. I, I think Fabian might start actually. You think he might start? What about Jonah, man? He hasn't played not one minute. I, I'm surprised that he hasn't played at all. Well, he, I think he was the insurance policy for Herrera when Herrera took the, uh, he had to take a second yellow. That, that's why I don't think he's. Yeah. Gonna, I think that if he's going to play, he's only going to play if Herrera's out. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, I get that because I mean it could it could have very well happened. So, uh, but I I do see him. I, I if Mexico is putting in the Rafas and the Jonas of the world in the second half as a sub, then that means things are going well for Mexico. If they if, Mex, if Mexico's subs are Decatito, Raúl Jiménez, and you know some other offensive player, then you know things are not going well for Mexico. So, whether that that will be a, if you don't look at anything else, look at look at look at the subs and see when they come in. And then let's see. And then on the bottom half of the bracket, who to round it up? We have uh, England playing Colombia, and the other game is semi uh, semi. It's I forget who the other one is. Hoy. I don't have my bracket. Japan. Before. Japan. No, we have England, Colombia, and uh, oh, it's so. Oh, oh, how could I forget uh, Sweden, Switzerland? Good lord, you know. The, Sweden, oh, that, that Japan qualified. The no, they did, but they played. They're playing Belgium. That, that that's in the oh, Mex- playing in Belgium. The Mexico, okay. That's in the Mexico corner. Yeah, so okay, it's, okay. Uh, it's 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 Suecia, Suiza, and Suecia, and oh uh, yeah, yeah. And then Colombia and England. I think that for Colombia and England, this is a we're not going to get a better chance than this to make the semifinals. So whoever <laughs> wins, seriously, whoever wins that game, they have a they, they have a, a, a they have a chance to make some magic. Yeah, yeah, they do. And uh, and, and, and Profit picked Sweden. Profit thinks Sweden's going to make the semifinals because he says Sweden's going to do it. They're going all the way. Yeah, he 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 dropped us some. Uh, he dropped some Bruce Lee on us. He said, "I'd rather 
I'd rather go up against a guy who knows how to do a thousand things than go up against uh, a guy who knows how to do what you know one thing, thing and you know has done it a thousand times. Yeah, yeah, that's a Bruce Lee quote. <laughs> he practiced the one kick a thousand times. Um, yeah, the coach man, that Anderson guy, he came in after the the Euro 2016. So after the Euro 2016, uh, Sweden were eliminated in the, in the group stage. And then uh, Ibra had had just announced his retirement. Right. So this dude, this dude comes in. He's like the Swedish Piojo, you know. He had success at the club level, and he managed to to create a, a positive group, you know, because that was even one of the other things of 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 now that they were at the World Cup, where they going to take Ibrahimovic, and he left them out, you know, which was like. I imagine it was a tough call. So they left him out and, but, but pretty much since he took over, the team started, you know, they started overperforming and, and they were in a group with France and, and, uh, and Holland and Holland, you know, they had finished third place in the, in the previous World Cup. So it, it was almost like a foregone conclusion that, you know who France broke, and Holland were going to be the ones you know advancing. You know who broke Holland? What? Ken, Ken, Ken. Mexico. Mexico broke Holland. Mexico. <laughs> when, they, when they beat him 3-2 to two after the – Oh, uh, that's right. The yeah. friendly after the World that's Cup. That's right. They were never the same. They were never the same after that. Yeah, Vela. That's Vela's return. Yeah. Vela scored in that game. He he was – he's like, I'm on the play now. Um, Yeah, but, but I mean, so – so Belgium, they punch over their weight, and they finish in second place of that group, and then they go on to eliminate Italy in, um, right. you know, in the playoffs. And I think that the, the second leg was played in Italy, if I'm not mistaken. They, it was. They won one zero in uh, in Stockholm, and then they went to Italy, and they 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 kept it at zero. Yeah, and uh, that was just massive, you know. So that. That team's gone through like a big transformation. They enter the World Cup in, you know, hot in the hot streak. Well, I you know, think. They, like Mexico, they they both had the same mentality, you know, you know, going in, going into the tournament that that you know the last game between Mexico and Sweden was going to be a was going to be the game to determine what you know who advanced out of the group. It was it was a final. And, yeah. uh, you know, the, the Swedish, the Swedish coach, as we mentioned on, on Wednesday had, he had Mexico, uh, he knew exactly how Mexico was going to play. He was not, he was not surprised at all. And he, yeah. and, and you know what, they were unlucky against Germany because they could have knocked out Germany yes, they in could've. that second game. There was a, to me, that was a penalty kick, uh, early on. There was like this one play that to me was a penalty kick. Uh, but yeah, they, they, they had the Germans, you know, Begins the corner up until that goal in the last in the last minute, and then yeah, and then at that point it would have been the Germans who would have been relying on Mexico to uh, for result because the only way that Germany goes through is if they win and Sweden doesn't. So, but regardless of that, you know the the Swedish coach knew that the Mexico game was 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 was, was the game that determined whether or not they were going to get through. This is, you know, before the, before the World Cup started. And it turned out that it'd be the, it turned out to be the case for them for sure. And 
because of that, I mean, it, it was the one game that they obviously knew that they had to have, so they they, they prepared very well for it. And, and it, it, it's still baffling to me, Joel, how, how low the energy was for, for Mexico in that game. And it's not something that I will uh, – that I'll understand, but you know, it, it it cost Mexico a chance for you know to be rewarded in, in some way. But as you said, objetivo cumplido, and they're in the knockouts. And you know, la, la más fea might be la más bella for Mexico because you know the, their chances are as good against Brazil as as they are against anybody in the world for whatever reason. Yeah, ver qué pasa. Well, this is it, John. This is the moment of truth for this, for this, like, for this uh, generation de oro. That's right. They can, this they is can, where they, they can, can leave. Yeah, where they can leave their mark. This is where they can leave their mark. They yeah. can etch their names in the annals of tricolor history. They can, uh, yeah, write their own legacy. They can, they can uh, cement You, you could say, in a way, they kind of did with the Germany, because now there's at least, there's that one... You know, it's, it goes in the record books, you know, a, a win over yeah, the campeones. But again, but again, it's, it, it's, it's like you're celebrating a win in the regular season. You got you to gotta yeah. celebrate. Oh, it's like we we become Atlas. We're celebrating a classical win. Exactly. <laughs> no, and, 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 and that's why, you know, I mean, I told my buddy, he's like, oh, man, that Germany win was said, yeah, it was, yeah, but it was just, you know, it, all it meant was you got three points. It didn't mean, you know, other than that, that's all it meant. And he still had it to, you know, get more points. You know, three points was never going to be enough. And, uh, yeah, that's true. We weren't on that's the way, true. But, but Mexico was the first. Uh, there have been other teams that have beaten Germany in the, in the, in the group stage and not, and not advanced. Algeria was one and Serbia yeah. was another. Teams that have taken points off Germany that had not advanced. I think, you know, Ghana was one. Uh, 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 the, 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 there were some others as well that, that ended up not advancing. So, so just getting those points with Germany is no guarantee that you're going to because yeah, that that it's going to happen. So Mexico was very lucky that that they were able to uh, to not join yeah. that unfortunate club. Well, this is it, John. This is the moment of truth. Yeah, it is. It is. It is the game that uh, the, you know. This is a, a, a group poel that, that you know for a lot of them it's their third World Cup, and uh, you know this this is what they're uh, you know. Yeah, and for Osorio, man, you go from hero to villain. In, Overnight. Uh, oh, in 90 yeah. minutes. In 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in zero to 90 seconds. So what is it? Zero, zero to 60. Fast. Um, <laughs> it's going to be the plot of the new Fast and Furious movie, how how fast yeah, people he, change their minds on, on, he, on Osorio. <laughs> yeah, he was the Mexico's greatest coach ever after the Germany game. And then after the Sweden game, he's back. They were chanting he, he, his Nostorio name. was back in the menu, huh? Chanting his name <laughs> in the in the in the seven armies chant. Yeah. At the you know at the state. He's getting serenaded, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, technical for life and all that. And <laughs> and now it's like Fuera Osorio yeah. all over again. It's like you um, know what it was? It was it was the Mexican fans were we're, we're we're dancing around like like oh, like what was his name Prince Prince Oberon? <laughs> you no. Know? Yeah. Well, I mean, thinking you they know, had it all locked up. If if he if he if Mexico wins, Osorio returns to a parade. If they lose, he he might as well not even fly back to Mexico City. I don't think he'll be hated. It depends how you lose too. It depends how you lose. Yeah, if they lose five zero, which which again is is entirely possible, I am not ruling that 
Sportland. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm not no, it's true. I mean, I'm just, you know, it, it could very well happen. Yeah, if you lose it like that, then yeah, but I mean, you might as already have a stuff being shipped to, yeah. to, uh, back to Colombia or to Miami or somewhere. If it is, uh, you know, a patented, uh, you know, luchamos como nunca, pero perdimos como siempre, then yeah, he'll be, you know, he'll be allowed to come back. Cause he'll be, you just, you know, add your name to the list, buddy. You know, you and everyone else. <laughs> You know, make way, make way for uh, for 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 Pelado. I made that a comment. Yeah, I and I think he's the he's the one dude that they're gonna bring in that it's gonna calm a lot of fans. You know. Yeah. Just because how popular he is, and, until, and that's gonna calm until, the waters until they lose, until they lose, until that <laughs> loss. <laughs> until until the first tournament when they come home after the second right. round. <laughs> after a round of sixteen loss. Yeah, no, man, Mexico fans are pretty fickle. I mean, all, all the Chiyarmanos that were, you know, clogging the suicide lines over Almeida leaving, uh, they seem to have forgotten, man. man. I will say, I will say, that when she was sorry. people that were, that were, you know, they came out of the, out of the out of the closet, out of the woodwork. You know, they were, they came out. Of, I've never seen so many Chiva people. I had no idea were Chivas fans in my life. <laughs> well, you know, recently there was some videos with Cardoso showing the kids how to, how to properly strike the ball. And, and all of a sudden, he's the new sweetheart. <laughs> the good chunk of fans already forgot about Almeida. Yeah. They, they forgot they were mad. I mean, were That's we right. mad? Were, weren't yeah. we supposed to be mad? All right, so so who had back 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 to our picks. So you have we haven't done the last bracket. So it's Brazil, Belgium, Mexico, and Japan. So who who out of those four makes the semis? Oh man, I, I see, I see uh, Brazil. Man, I'm taking Brazil all the way, John. Yeah, that was my pick at the at the start of the tournament, and I'm sticking with it. I do think Belgium Brazil is going to be one of those one of those matches, you know. One of one of those highlight game, one of the we can only matches hope. of the tournament. Uh, but yeah, I, I see them making it all the way to the final. All right. So and then in, in the top half of that bracket, it was uh, Argentina, France, and Uruguay, Portugal. Out of those four, who do you, who do you like? You know what? I, I'm gonna go with Portugal. I think. Uh, Serra Siete is going to have his moment over Uruguay. Okay, so so you're you're you have a, a Brazil Portugal semifinal on one side. Yeah, classical in its own in its own ways, you know. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a, a Belgium a Belgium Argentina semifinal. Oh, that would be another great matchup. Yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, just how we talked about Argentina, that they got so many players. I feel the same way over over Brazil. I mean, if you got players like Gabriel Jesus and even Neymar, that if they catch on fire, they could just, you know, skyrocket yeah, and, and, all the way and into Uruguay the Uruguay has that with with Suarez too. I mean, and they have the defense to block anybody. Oh, yeah, man, they're, that's Italy light right there, man. Exactly. That's, they could go Catenacho if they choose to, man. Yeah, well, I do think that, uh, that Argentina... They'll bore you into like, submission. 
they're going to emulate Italy, and I think that they're going to end up making making the final and going to win it. Is what I think. I think that that uh, you know that they they uh, of all the big teams, they're the ones that probably deserve to make the last round least, but they got the result they needed at the end, and I think because of that, I think that they uh, that they're going to that they're going to catch fire. Yeah, but why could be very Italy, man? That's no, you know, no, very, we, you know, very strong we, we did, defense and one good, really good striker. We did, we did talk about that, and, and Kit, you know, oh. admitted that, that the Argentina Uruguay is a fifty-fifty match. Period. Yeah. So. Keep. So yeah, so if, if if it ends up being Argentina, I'll tell you, I would it would be it would be amazing if it's if it's Argentina Portugal, just to, to see, you know, who wins the duel. And and Argentina advancing, John, that keeps does that keep uh, guaranteeing you more asados, you know? That's true. No, I, th- I think I think Kate got mad at me <laughs> because because you know they've been having all the, all these watch parties there for Argentina games. Like, dude, what about the Mexico games? And he's like, well, there's he said there's plenty of other places that have that. So I was like, well, yeah, you're probably right. But uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah. So so that 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 uh, I mean. Any, any 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 one of those matchups are really I mean that that is the the glamour part of the uh, out of the bracket for sure are those, are those four teams. So, but yeah, Brazil Belgium what game would be? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily like the you know the reason for that, but uh, it would be an outstanding game. Uh, oh man! You know, if 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 Sweden plays England, God God help us. Or, you know, <laughs> You, you know, I, I think England. You know, England's one of those teams, Joel, that uh, you know they're under the radar too, and I think they could, they could, they could easily make the semifinals. Oh, the talent's there, yeah. Yeah, the, the whole talent's there, and and like we we've talked about it. We had Tom, and we talked about this. That's going to be one of the teams to look out for going into the next World Cup. Yeah, I don't think they know how good they are now. I think that they have <laughs> seriously. They don't realize it. I don't. I, I think that they have the makings of being a great team if they can keep it together. That, I think they can, and if, and if they, and if they, I mean, they already got a guy who's who's who's. Uh, they're the hot. They're the hot girl that doesn't realize how hot she is. That's right. She's she's still got her glasses on. <laughs> she's got her she's, hair pulled back. She's about to dump her geeky boyfriend soon. Yeah, she's wearing the um, the white long sleeve shirt. <laughs> you know, buttoned up to her neck. You know the the huge glasses. No, it's no. England is definitely, I think, a dark horse here. I think that they have. I mean, they couldn't have asked for a better, a better shot to make to make a, a World Cup final. Seriously. I mean, and Colombia, Colombia, Spain, Croatia, Croatia. I mean, there are teams on that side. That that was the bracket that Mexico could have. Right now, we could be talking about, oh my God, Mexico has a chance to, you know, to, to make, to make oh, it man. all the way to them. I mean, they have a legitimate shot of making it all the way to the final. I'll tell you what, John. Mexico will make that quinto partido, just just because of how the tournament is going to change. I'm pretty sure they're going to get to it once we're at that 48 team World Cup, you know. And, and there's going to be way more easier roads uh, into the finals. Well, yes and no. I mean, because I mean, there's I don't think that there's going to be the potential for as many upsets because there's going to be. You know the group's gonna be a group of three, so you're gonna have a, a really good team and then a muscle menos team. Now, where Mexico's gonna be in danger is that they're gonna be toward the end of the of the really good teams. Like they're gonna be a group seed for sure because they'll be in the top sixteen. Yeah. Well, then, but, then but, if they're host, and if they draw like team eighteen, you know, they could be like you know Mexico, Chile, Malaysia. You know, I mean, they, 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 <laughs> that, that, seriously, that could be their group. <laughs> 
if, if, if they do the seeding the way they've been they've been doing. Yeah, man. Ouch. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's again, you know, you know that's why we we we're, we're stressing that. You know, yes, Mexico lost to Sweden and it sucked, blah blah blah. But Mexico made it out of the group stage, you know, by knocking out Germany. Yeah, but but that Chile that Chile team might be gone by the time twenty twenty six rolls around. Sure, but I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm just throwing that out. There. You know, just you know whoever's ranked eighteen, you know, maybe, you know, and and, and you know what, John, it's going back to what we were talking about maintaining that consistency because Chile's at the one team that they'll have a really good selection for one cycle or two. And then they disappear for one right. or two cycles, and then they come right back. Uh, and I think if, if we could give points to Mexico, I would say that's it. That even if we don't have that that brilliant team, they still they'll still go to the World Cup and 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 not look bad, which was like, you know, in in some senses like like uh, La, La Volpe's, you know, he had Kikin and Bravo as strikers. I mean and. <laughs> And he still managed to go go out pretty good, you know. You know, people are you know were comparing the oh the, you know the, this team wasn't as good as the La Volpe team and that La Volpe team in that World Cup. They did. What is the deal with people saying that that was a good? Well, it was. They did not uh, have good World Cup performances. They they just remember the moments, you know. They just remember certain moments. So they, you know, they and I, yeah, the match against against Angola was terrible. Now it's at the stadium. I I saw that game and it's it's I keep trying to forget it. You know, it was just boring. That was the was first bad, time I heard that game. I heard the people chat was it was at that game. Oh man, yeah. And then the Iran game was like whatever, kind of exciting second half because the team was down one zero and then La Volpe does all three cambios at the start. No, they were up one zero, uh, but they equalized them very quickly, and then yeah, he goes late. Yeah, and uh. They lose to Portugal and then they got completely dominated by Argentina, but because they took it to the, they took it to the, um, extra, extra half. Yeah. And then you had the Maxi, the Maxi Golazo. It just, the match seemed better than what it was. And also, also we, we kind of mix some of the, some of the Confederation Cup, you know, team, team looked pretty good in Confederaciones. Well, that's so what we it, it, it carried over a bit. Yeah, and, it carries over. You know, and, and this World Cup to me is why, you know, I'm willing to. Yes, it, it, it sucks when Mexico gets you know blasted out of a out of a Copa America that's played in the states, and and and, and especially the Confed. To me, the Confed Cup is you know just a great kind of opportunity for a team to you know to try some stuff out. It's a, as a prep tournament. To me, every, everything should lead to the World Cup for 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 a for a country like Mexico. So, but. To me, the only way that that's worth it, and that that's why I was totally fine with the, you know doing other rotation and all that stuff, uh, because you know the, the the devil's advocate in me was like you know he's probably gonna get a need you know Carlos Vera to you know, play for thirty minutes in a game, maybe against Brazil in the round of sixteen, or he has to play you know an, an extremo. So you know let's play him at an extremo for a couple of games and see how he does. You know he's comfortable. Oh, he's great. So we're gonna if, if that comes up, we're gonna have to do it. It might come up again in the Brazil game, so that that stuff to me never never really bothered me. And uh, and so if if he can, you know, cash all that in, then yes, I think that he deserves the, you know, he he, does, he deserves the credit and the 
and and the, and the respect the folks for for accomplishing something that you know hadn't been done in over 30 years and uh, i don't necessarily think that, that isn't it. i don't think that a coach is better or worse in the second in a second cycle i don't think that's a good idea but you know if it, 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 it is Mexico again has, has never had a better chance to win a game in the round of 16 as they have against Brazil. With with uh, you know as you, as you said you know this is a chance for these guys to cement their legacy and it's uh, it's it's all in front it's all out there in front of them. You know, Brazil is a tough opponent but they are you know no one is unbeatable and, and they certainly have some flaws that Mexico can expose. Mexico obviously has flaws of the exposed. They have to limit that exposure. Joel, it sounds delicious. I hope it's good. It, it is. It is. It's my late dinner, John. Right. Well, Joel, we've, we've been on for a while, so we should probably, uh, yeah. probably, probably wrap it up here. Yeah. but We got caught up on this. Well, you know, it's the World Cup. It's the Mundial. I mean, it's, you know, the, the group stage is over. We're around a system. Uh, a, a very difficult group stage for a, a lot of teams. It was, uh, you know, we're all we're all decompressing now. We have we have a day off, and then it starts again on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So we can all sleep in tomorrow. Don't to, to watch the games. <laughs> That's what Andres Cantor said after he did the Colombia game. He's like, I feel the game was like, mañana vamos a poder dormir. Because you know they're traveling from city to city every day. It's got to be hell. Yeah, I didn't know he was doing that. Yeah, yeah, they, they've been going. Now sometimes they're in Moscow. They do it from the studio, but like they, lately they've been going for these four days. They went from city to stadium to stadium to stadium to stadium. They were in a stadium all four all four games, and then you know Russia's a big country, so a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, bueno, John. This is my out. All right, Joel. Well, enjoy enjoy the rest of your uh, the rest of your late dinner and uh, <laughs> your, uh, just 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 a just a recap. You, you you say you say sixty forty Brazil. So you're leaving the door open. That's correct. But, but you think Brazil's going? That is correct, sir. But I'm I'm hoping for the upset, but that's still my prediction. You know, I'm going to go ahead and predict Mexico because why not? And uh, and I do think that they have they have what it takes to do it. And, they, and they, like you have pointed out, how important it is. Their history has proven that they have. So let's go out and do it again, boys, like we have in the past. And I think that that is a a huge advantage that very few teams have against Brazil. And uh, Mexico has that advantage, so they, they should definitely use it to their advantage. And hopefully they will. And uh, – Hopefully we'll see uh, Mexico in the uh, in, in the quarterfinals against against Japan. Uh, it'll probably be Belgium, but hey, man, you know, you know, the, the, this World Cup Hawaii might turn out to be like the Nagia. Who knows what's going to happen? Because I think a lot of these teams are still pretty even. So uh, we'll see how it turns out. makes the final. That's right. Yeah, the final, the final, <laughs> final is going to be the the, the final is going to be Japan, uh, Japan, Russia. Japan, Russia, and the World Cup. Yeah, I think like, people will be hoping that's not the case. Like when the when the finals are like Querétaro, San Luis, 
or uh, or like Dorado. Wouldn't, wouldn't Dorado send a final once against some random team? I don't. I don't remember that. Oh. All right, Juan. Well, we do thank uh, the folks that have tuned in to catch part of the show, all the show portions of it. We do thank Kit McConico for joining us earlier. Kit, big Argentina fan. If you live in Austin and you want to watch uh, the Argentina-France game with Argentina fans, go to Little Woodrow's on Burnett Road. Uh, that's where they will be, and they will be uh, having a watch party for Argentina there for the first the first game of the round of 16, Hawaii, Argentina-France. So right off the bat, we get a we get the, the the plato fuerte to start us off. It's it's like the shot of tequila before your morning coffee, Joel. Boom. How do you do? So that's where we'll be on Saturday. My name is John Jagu. Uh, you guys have been listening to the Cantina Mackey's podcast. We do appreciate y'all listening to us. You can download this podcast every uh, every week when we upload it up to the podcast center on iTunes as well as on Google Play. And, of course, you can listen to it right here on our YouTube channel. We'll be back with you guys next week. Thank you very much for joining us.